when I was coming up. You get to crush another turkey dinner? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Ready for it? That's dude, cool. so ready. So where? Amer- American Thanksgiving, like, I love Canadian Thanksgiving, but it's one day. So, so that means you're going to crush a roast on Bro. Christmas. More. Because, like, are you going to handle three turkeys in a row? I don't know, man. <laughs> dude, you got, like, four weeks in between to <laughs> rest. <laughs> this frame says put more on me, man. Yeah, I, I lost 15 say. pounds over this summer. I didn't even realize I could lose 15 pounds of muscle, but yeah. I did. But you got to put that back on now. I got to put it back on. Exactly. Like, I got to bring that booty back. Maybe yeah. How are you going to survive them cold Canadian winters? <laughs> that, explains, that explains the hat now. <laughs> <laughs> and Russell Live. Oh, goddamn. Yo, well, right. then. Welcome back. <laughs> Wait. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Panthers of Folding Table Talk. This is episode, guess what, guys? 20? 20. 20. 20. Oh, my gosh. That's two. Wow. That's that's two zero. People have wanted to or continue to have listened to us this long. (laughs) Fix your mic, by the way. everyone that's taking time out of their day to listen to us. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I don't know how you're coming out of that thing. You it's probably yeah, muffled, <laughs> but so, that's okay. You don't are worry. so sincere with that thing on right now. I mean, it's like it's like a very soft-toned version of Master Chief. Oh, now he pulls down the visor. So Where episode 20, Coltana? we're like, wow, one week away. <laughs> one week away from Halloween. Well, isn't CBRN, okay? It's not sealed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how did you survive in space, sir? <laughs> I can see your skin. <laughs> the cool factor is too cool, man. He's just invincible. <laughs> All right, um, so we have Dave Carenza here, also Schoolboy Airsoft. Is oh, that yeah. correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still and, rocking that name. <laughs> yeah, still rocking that name. Uh, yeah, I remember you when you were, when I was starting Airsoft, too. You worked, you worked at Trigger. Dude, I've been around for a long time. Yes, you have. Yeah, no, yeah. it's great to finally have him on. Yeah, my, my, and you're actually younger than me, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my nickname started when I was 16, and it was my first day playing at Panther. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. So we've got lots of questions for this guy, oh, yeah. but first, let's. Uh, do you want to start with our format with the news first, or do you want to? Do you want to grill him with some questions first? What, uh, what do you guys want? Well, let's uh, let's get him to introduce himself. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. Talk a little bit about yourself. Let you know. Let, let us know where this name Schoolboy came yeah, from. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Let's start oh, with man. that. All right. Let's start with the origin story because this <laughs> one's an interesting one. So I started airsoft when I was 16 years old, and I bought like some cheap camouflage, like one of those cheap uh, tack vests. And I had a really crappy, like, classic army M4. This was, like, my first airsoft gun back in the day. And I showed up at this field. I had no call sign, no nickname. I did not introduce Which myself. Which field is this, by the way? Panther Airsoft. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, the, of course. The, the only field. The only, the only <laughs> field. All right. <laughs> so I got dinged by some dude by, that doesn't play anymore. His name, his call sign, pardon me, was 604, but his name is Ken. And he goes, you know what? You look really young. We're going to call you schoolboy. And I kid you not, that has been my call sign and my nickname to this day. And it's bad enough to the point where people know me by it, but don't know my first name. Just kind of cool. <laughs> so you get the anonymity, but at the same time, like, it's it's very childish. I won't lie. I'm guilty of that, David. Hey, I'm man, sorry. That's, that's <laughs> it's a lot cooler than my real name. I'll just say that much. 16 years old. Wow. That's yeah. pretty great young. That's, that's, that's a great time to be. I started when I was like 25 mm. or 20, 24, 23, whatever. Yeah, I've been playing for 12 years, man. Yeah, I'm pushing so, 28. So you got to start at what every kid dreams of doing right now then? Yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, it was harder back then, back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really hard, let alone just to get an airsoft gun. You had to go through age verification and all this kind of stuff through, like, Airsoft Canada. Mm-hmm. You didn't have stores here. So, luckily enough. When you started, there probably wasn't a store. There was only, no, there I think, wasn't. Milsig and... 
Or at least some paintball shops. Yeah, well, I think it was, it was just no store. There was no store? Yeah, it was only paintball. I mean, Badlands didn't even have airsoft when I was growing no. up and stuff. That yeah, was purely yeah, yeah, it was purely yeah, to me when Badlands nope, nope, had not even. Dude, it's like, I'm from back when, okay, you want to know how ancient this is? I had to go on forums, forums to buy airsoft guns. And I had to get my dad to buy my first one from a guy that was willing to sell to me. And I had to come to the field and purchase it basically and play here. Like it was totally legit, mm-hmm. totally legit. But at the same time, like this is way back in the day when this stuff was like hard to get in Canada and then things started to open up, like maybe like back when the process was a lot slower to do stuff. Yeah. yeah, well, it's, been, yeah it's been streamlined a lot more now over the last few years. And yeah, stuff. it's changed a lot. Hey, man, forms were the, were the thing, man. They were the thing. Forms? I'm still on them, dude. But, mm. I mean, it's not what it used to be. Nope. Nowadays, it's like Facebook. This is why them. we got Julian to switch <laughs> over from yeah. forms well, I mean, to yeah. uh, to Facebook now because yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, everybody yeah, is. The story kind of cross over each other there, especially yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. in the – in this in the sport the hobby just like since kind of like the beginning and the inception of like what we've had what you guys have got to go with from uh, a starting point mm-hmm. and then exactly talking about where it uh where it has gotten to now yeah you know oh, yeah. and then again just like how grateful some of these little guys should be and stuff like that being able it's to a lot of work all right exactly I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of work exactly, a long way. exactly a lot of people don't realize some of the hardships it was like some of the guns that we have now that a lot of people take take for granted you know a lot of the really niche guns that a lot of people like playing with weren't po- even possible to get into country before just because hot of the- take there were more niche guns back in the day than there are now yeah well, really so, yeah. like yeah. well yeah so when, when you talk about variety. yeah I mean, it was peak yeah yeah but there was a lot <laughs> well so exactly when you talk about that the, exactly there was a lot of the um really nice guns like you know one of my favorites is like the kwa fpg i was a really big fan of that one unfortunately it doesn't exist anymore and it's Bro, a rare i want the deep so fire fucking i long. have a deep fire no i got the small one okay i was like yeah. i want the long. um I want the to segue to talking about airsoft guns when did you start teching like oh, your oh, tech work speaking of teching, yeah 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 because i've known i've known you for like as a tech guy for a while now well Man, were you not the original tech at yeah. uh trigger airsoft yeah i was the og tech at trigger and i worked at asg when that was the thing back in the day and i was oh, like, oh well, okay well there you so go you did both wow so, so, yeah. okay. so you oh yeah all right I, I had uh both sides of it oh man when did i start i started teching i think when i was like 18 mm-hmm. give or take around there like when parts and the airsoft market kind of opened up in Canada. And mm-hmm. I wanted to learn how to fix things because, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have a lot of people back then who knew how to repair anything. Yeah. So I kind of got around to it. And then Toronto Airsoft came around and, like, you had a plethora of, like, JG and, like, all these different airsoft parts and conversions. So that's kind of when I started noodling with it. And then teching became kind of a big deal after that. And, I mean, I didn't realize I was stepping into something that people actually make money off. I mean, mind you, it is a hard job mm-hmm. and it is one I don't encourage everyone to do because it takes a lot of patience but if you got the skill set for it and the patience hell yeah like get right on board with that but man like i started asg and i did that for two years and then i went over to trigger and trigger was really where things kind of kicked off i mean obviously there was a little bit more uh plethora of parts and mm-hmm. then at the same time like little bit more customer flow because things had moved forward a little bit more so yeah i was like the og tech there for i think about two years give or take yeah yeah, because start with me and you. You sold me my first gun there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I barely remember that, but I sold your. Whole I have team. it here. Oh it still God. works. <laughs> Goddamn. <Yeah. laughs> hold up, hold up. Hold Bolt up. airsoft. The serial numbers oh, are so low, man. it's in the double digits. 
You still run that thing? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the parts thing, the yeah. parts have been changed so many times now, yeah. right? And, you know, the the electric right. blowback is disabled now oh, because yeah. Okay, but other than that, that that also like nicely segues to what we're talking about here anyways, but we're we're mm -hmm. going to still stick with you because we're talking about I think platforms. I sold your whole team guns back yes, in the day when you were back in the day so, yeah yeah so God, you yeah, sold us a bunch of guns back then so yeah you you were one of their first employees first tech as well mm -hmm. and you know for me it's like my starting point at airsoft as well and for my team back then man i started their youtube channel too it's weird when people come and go oh man you're the original face of trigger because I, yep. I had a youtube channel <laughs> with them for a period of time yeah. and that was crazy yeah, mm -hmm. and then they stopped afterwards, and then they kicked it kicked it back up again or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't even know, man. I, I don't uh, even know what happened at this yeah. point. But they have a YouTube channel, yes. Sick. But I remember you being one, of, one, one of the hand models at the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about all the cool toys and stuff like that. Oh, man, what a great hobby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah, that's that's our history between us. It's mm. hilarious how I started airsoft. It's it's with him, and then you know he sold me my first gun, and then after that it's just been you know a pitfall of where's my money going? Oh, airsoft. Bro, <laughs> that's like everyone here. Once you get invested, you're invested. Mm. When you're listening to this podcast, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, I, speaking of investments, um, I'm sure that uh, some of the viewers would be interested in uh, hearing some of uh, your experiences. Um, uh, you run, was it um, a blog? Oh yeah. Yeah. I run a website and a blog. Mm -hmm. I started blogging like a couple of years ago, kind of on my own for free. And then mm -hmm. I actually had some help with a friend uh, who played airsoft at the time. Mm -hmm. He helped me set up my website. Now I produce stuff every so often. I like to go a little bit more in depth, mm -hmm. generally yeah. speaking, than a lot of other guys do. And I like to talk about the semantics of things or really get tactitious with thought process. I'm a heavy thinker. So like, you can pick my brains for days, man, and I got an answer for a lot of different things. They're not always correct, oddly enough. But I will say I like to push concepts out there because you should always push the bounds if you can. Yeah, and I've read some of your stuff. Um, well, not some, like all of it, because it's always <laughs> it's always fun to read through all the in-depth stuff that you go through, mm -hmm. um, especially when you dissected, uh, I think it was Paul's uh, Vulcan uh, oh, M134. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I broke down the minigun. You broke down the minigun? Mini, mini, minigun? Yeah, <laughs> when it first came out. You, you, you like breaking things and then explaining stuff oh, and then yeah, yeah. how to improve it and stuff. I wish companies would read more, you know. On That's an important part, too. Yeah. And then you can kind of segue into the part where companies either make mistakes and pitfalls falls mm -hmm. or they just produce yeah, hot they, trash is that where they don't listen to any upgrades oh, or yeah, man. Like sometimes that, what yeah. can make or break yeah. a certain platform well airsoft's pretty notorious for having things be extremely expensive and then the break. internals are just poop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. trying and to recoup then, on all that design well, time. and then all it takes is just a bit of word of mouth right and then if, exactly if you get a bad name you get a bad name <clears> in the community and that's pretty hard to like erase out and stuff oh yeah so. definitely so anyone remember aps uh, well, uh, unfortunately, <coughs> I own an APS uh, system. Matt, uh, do you remember when they produced AEGs? Mm -mm. Y nope. Yes. You want to know? Cause, cause you wanna I, know have, it? I have it. I well, actually, I had. It's so crazy because AEG, they were in them. and out with AKs and ARs so fast mm -hmm. because they were so bad. Well, they're still running uh, ARs. Uh, they're, um, but from as far as I know right now, um, the ones that I see available are like the um, F1 replicas. Oh, uh, man. You can get them off of their website directly i think it is they also have a couple other platforms as well that are yeah i know they have the shotgun with the shotgun shells mm -hmm. that everyone's like super hot for but i don't know about you guys i'm not too cool for picking up shit off the ground to shoot again Whoop, <laughs> drop the s-bomb <laughs> I, I won't lie if i were to run a shotgun i'd probably be that guy with the the, the uh shell bag 
<laughs> you know, airsoft just just for the memes. <laughs> like, you can have the elephant stand from the yeah, side. Just catching so me and Ta uh, Mac are just sitting here going, "Huh, tech guys." <laughs> They're keeking out. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, as far as like uh, um, like your history in in airsoft, uh, like as far as teams go, mm -hmm. you have you been around in many teams? I know you've oh, you've God, always yeah. stuck with uh, Legio for the past Ooh. recent years. Um, what about previously to that? I ran a team for like three. You years. ran a team? I did yeah, not know that. I had a Bigfoot. It was pretty crazy. I mean, it started. My buddy started it, and then he ended up leaving and just kind of gave it off to me. Yeah. Yeah, mm. dude. We ended up growing that team to like twenty members, and that was back in the day when multicam was just like kind of like. Sparse. Penetrating the market. Yeah. yeah, we were called the Gucci crew for a period of time because we all ran. <laughs> you're, so you're that ah, crew. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Uh, oh man, I remember when it first came out and I was like, oh man, I gotta get a whole set of this shit. That's okay, don't <laughs> worry. That's all good. And I, I bought like everything, man. Like mm -hmm. proper pants, the top, the tunic, okay. Mm -hmm. The same thing with the um what is it, the uh the plate carrier from Condor way back in the day. Back when Condor made decent stuff. Somewhat. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's well, not so bad. It, it's it's not terrible. Was it really licensed? Yeah. Is it licensed? Oh man, it was questionably licensed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's not so questionable. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So you ran. What, what was your crew back then, or like what was it called back then? Your I think your team? Skull Team or something like skull that. Team. It was, dude, it was super cheesy. Super cheesy, man. And what like the Punisher was... logo oh, skull. No, no, no. no I. You just jogged my brain. Now it's back. No, we were called Task Force One for One. I kid you not. We had the Modern Warfare Two patches. I had one in Kyle uh, Brown and one with the full color. I remember that. All right. <laughs> That's also when I ran a WE Scar. And wow. I learned Whoa, a hard lesson okay. of getting pullback. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I was say brave man. Yeah. Do you still have that scar? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I probably somehow ended up with it. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. Back when that thing liked to work, it was yeah. like maybe twenty minutes. And then I'd spend mm. the rest of the day trying to screw around with the naps. Was it black it or was it the tan one? No, it was tan, dude. It's tan. It's okay. The only way to go, man. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta yeah, I have, yeah. A, I have a black one. The way. Yeah. Yeah. Black scars, gross. Ugg <laughs> <laughs> boots. Well, anyone who has a black scar <laughs> is an obvious bad guy. And when did you start with Legio? I came back to Airsoft after taking a small like stint break for like a year. And it was kind of funny. I'd played with them a few times back at Ambush. I think Ambush still runs games, if I remember correctly. But they were back with the Marauders. Yeah. So Scott and uh, Craig and uh, Roman at the time, um, and Johnny, they decided to split off from Marauders and form their own team. And they did. And uh, myself and another guy named James, uh, we were the first two recruited. And I kid you not, like, I showed up at the field. And they're like, hey, you want to join our team? I was like, um, are you guys still with Marauders? And I'm like, nope. We have our own crew and everything like that. And we're interested in bringing you aboard. I was like, all right. So this is where the conflict between Marauders mm. and uh, we're slowly unraveling. We're, we're, we're piecing together a puzzle. <laughs> man, I can, I can deep dive into that stuff, man. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, let's not <laughs> I think Craig already, Craig yeah. already told us. Blair's just listening to the thing going like, that's not true. You <laughs> caught hammer the comments. Oh, or dude, like I, yeah. got, I got sucked in that team so quick, dude. And then bam, like it was like four, four years in basically. And just kept going for a long time until Legion kind of like quieted up and, uh, no, I think everyone's kind of doing their own thing nowadays. Yeah, life catches yeah. up with you. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think it's also, like, depends on the type of player, too. You get players who just only want to do 
the one, one type of game yeah. and, and that. And then you get guys who are actually like, yeah, you know what? I kind of want to push it. And I kind of think you need to have a balance of both. You need to do both those games and then as well as regular pickups. It gives you a better idea of how to either A, run your kit, or mm-hmm. B, um, how to purchase things, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, because you're able to push the limits on both sides and then you can it, may, it allows you to oh, you know yeah. make the proper decision. It's like, okay, I won't be buying this backpack again or oh, I won't be... <laughs> You know, or I won't be buying this shirt again kind of thing just because, like, it's like, you know, you get into that position, like, on the weekends, you know, sometimes, like, for instance, when you go to a Milsom, right, you're oh, kind yeah. of sitting there the whole time. But let's say, you know, you're playing a little CQB, you turn that corner, and next thing you know. <laughs> oh, dude, like, Airsoft here is notorious for being very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because it adds up in terms of cost and price mm-hmm. yep. once you replace things, like, more than once. 100%. So then there comes a point where you got to go, do I just buy the real deal? Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like once you do, it's like night and day difference. Mm-hmm. But your wallet will be crying. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. I it, agree. It's that mistake, or it's that foresight that a lot of people don't see until yeah. after the fact, because it's like that paywall is so mm-hmm. huge at the beginning, and every and I and I understand it too, right? Because like you can't imagine dropping all that all at once, kind of thing. But it's like for those people who you know go out and buy those booster packs for games, kind of thing. It's perfect for those guys, right? Oh, Spend dude. it all at once, and oh, there yeah. you go. But at the same time, like, it's on, on a nice segue, you're getting real companies that are starting to recognize Airsoft as an actual viable market. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to kind of push things into that direction, too, because they want their product to be used by the end user and rather than replica stuff all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and half the time, too, I think most con- customers and consumers would like to have that sort of, like, availability from the real companies oh, anyway yeah. right just I, because like i think they're starting to notice now that airsofters want the real deal and they're gonna oh dude it's ridiculous. they should start pushing it to them mm-hmm. rather than having someone from asia make it and then you know dude airsofters import spend over. more money on gear than real estate than we do in the army yeah 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 100 like, percent. that's sad too at the same oh, time we laugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we laugh, but our wallet cries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, on to the next one. How many different loadouts do you have? I, yeah, actually. This is a, a good fun question. one. So I've gone through the whole the whole spiel where everyone has, like, they open their closet, right? And you, like, mm-hmm. look in, you're like, man, which loadout do I wear today? What camo do I wear today? How many you got? Come on. <laughs> spill it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm down to two camouflage <laughs> what? sets right now. Yeah, I know. Shocker, right? Yeah. And I'm down to two loadout platforms that can be interchanged out. I started doing this years ago because I hated having way too much gear. Oh, and then having to puzzle. Like, man, I am disappointed. Here I, I am thinking, oh, 12, 12 years. Like he's been here longer than, <laughs> longer than me. I have a storage unit. I bet you he's got two containers at the field. It's like, nope. No. Dude, dude, I wish. I live in Vancouver, and I got a small closet I got to work it's out of. Tough, it's yeah. beautiful and immaculately organized. Let me guess, your girlfriend cleaned you out of the kit. Nope. No? She did no, not. she didn't she did No, like I did that on my own accord, actually. Okay. And oddly enough, for, for me, like I like having a base kit to work with that mm. I'm familiar with that doesn't mm. change too much. Mm. And then I like weapon systems a little bit more. That's kind of where my... That doesn't split. Are you a gear whore? Or are you a gun whore? Dude, I'm in between. Mm-hmm. I, mean, in between. Ah. I love both. I mean, I run like high, like high end Gucci kit, but at the same time, the guns too, man. Like, mm-hmm. they come into play as well. Mm-hmm. Over there. That's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, it's all gravy, man. Um, but yeah. So, okay. 
So if that's how much you've got kind of toned down the loadouts and the gear and everything like that, are you the same way with your weapons platforms or how many do you have right now? Uh, let me think off the top of my head. One, two, three. I mean, excluding the four grenade launchers with the addition of another two or three on its way, I have five weapons platforms to work with. I've got a very small, light LMG. I've got three ARs. One of them is an M16 carbine. It's kind of cool. It's got its neat little getup. Then I got two Canadian-style C8s, which I'm, I'm still working on, and then an MP5 and a uh, shotgun for, you know, Cool, cool guys. You got you got a good collection. Yeah, 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 you got a good got collection. Kit, yeah. You know? yeah, and it fits in a nice little locker too. <laughs> <laughs> well, see that that's a problem that I see a lot of people having where they uh, don't have enough uh, storage space to fit all of them. And, and I'm exploding. guessing you use all of them. You don't just like keep one and oh, then yeah. wall hanger it. You oh, just yeah. use it. Yeah, I bet yeah. there's not an inch of dust on anything, right? No, like, they're all they're all too nicely man to do mm. a certain task and purpose. Like I, I get very technical with my stuff and I mean at some point or another I'll be pushing out more posts on my blog about it. Mm. You know the thing is like time, you know, it's always a difficult part. And then oddly enough, writing is really damn hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely a skill. You mean uh, typing, right? Same deal. Grammarly <laughs> 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 fixed a lot of that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And um, currently, right now, are you are you on or off the military serving? Or oh, I'm um, with the military right now. Okay. Mm, okay. So I'm with the CAF, obviously part time, not full time. Gotcha. And uh, that's kind of a nice, nice little add on the side. Thank you for your service, by the way. No oh, man, don't start that. <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Put that okay? in the comments. Yeah, put that away. <laughs> but um, yeah. I see you, you managed to balance it off. You're able to play us off, and then you know. It's a hard as well as uh, you're part time, yeah. yeah, that's what it and is. It's nice, but uh, like summer periods, depending on the training coming up, um, I'll have like moments in between where I'm gone for a little bit. Yeah, but it's nice to come back to it. And airsoft is extremely leisurely compared to a, what we do in military side. Yeah, doing like a yeah. real exercise or something. Compared oh man, to... man, airsofters don't know the definition of cold <laughs> or hot, actually. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no in between. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. There's no comfort zone. Whereas in airsoft, you can find that nice, happy median. You're not, you know. Actually, for the guys that. that are interested, how is it like, is transitioning from airsoft like military sort of like a different sort of like game or like feel to it? Or yeah, in, in a way. How does, how does it help? Like for people that are trying to like join into the military okay. playing airsoft. I, it helps in the sense of uh, familiarizing yourself with uh, positioning, so on and so forth, if you're interested in that type of thing. Um, in terms of physical fitness, I can tell you right now, definitely not. You need to exercise a lot more than you would imagine. And then on top of that, in terms of the actual... Hold on. Man, that Mac, <laughs> I see that face. Work on your fitness. Yeah, that's a big one. I say work on your fitness 5% off. <laughs> so what Mac is saying, you got to work on your fitness, guys. I think everyone's saying work well, on your fitness. It's a huge component. Yeah. You know, yeah. Especially, especially at the end of the day, if, uh, like the other, the other part that Airsoft doesn't really emulate very well is weight. You have no idea how heavy things actually are until you're humping them, especially when you're talking like ammunition, food. Water, water's a big one. Airsofters mm. are pretty notorious for not bringing Enough water. water. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've been telling people to hydrate, but yeah. you know, yeah. I won't. I won't lie. It's different the in the military. That I did a full oh, yeah. GBB loadout, loadout where it was like um, I, I was wearing um, was it a full tan rig? So I I had like full CPC and everything like that. I was f I fully loaded myself. 
holy crap yeah you're you're right like like i can't imagine carrying you know additional ammunition and stuff like that if you translated it to actual you know firearms and stuff yeah, like that yeah i mean like, like ammo's ammo's bloody heavy yeah, yeah. When, you, when you carry a lot of ammo it gets heavy and then when, when you want to talk real ammo like machine gun mm -hmm. that stuff is really damn heavy so i got two people carrying it with you <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just imagining like a lot of these guys. Yeah, a lot of these guys who carry like 14 mags or whatever it is, you know, with their mid caps and stuff like that running. I'm just imagining yeah, a guy a combat who, load. Yeah, well, yeah, well, just imagining the guy who's actually doing it in oh, real life. Oh, dude, it's like that in body armor too. Yeah. Body armor gets really heavy like, really quick, and yeah. it's also super hot too. Mm -hmm. huh, who would have thought? Yeah, big flak jacket yeah. on. Yeah, right. Well, who oh man, thought? that thing's more like a sweater, <laughs> which plays into the need for water. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, you got to drink water. And I can't emphasize enough, drink water, change socks. Yep. You told, me, you, you told me that already. Yeah, yeah, that's a model to live by. I can say that for so sure. So what is that one big advice for people that are interested in joining, that are playing Airsoft, that are, that are wanting to join the military? What's your one big advice? Uh, don't talk about Airsoft stuff if you can, number one. And then the second caveat to that is work on your fitness mm. if you're if you're serious about it especially if you want to go into something like infantry like myself yeah you better be able to run ruck and you got to be able to do it quickly and if you can't you're gonna have a hard time but fitness will make it a lot easier for you i can say that much work on your fitness <laughs> got it okay all right, all right, just, all right, just all in right. case just to give you a good name yeah all right um tell him for months thank you very much for uh, that introduction there and as well as um oh, your short history there um it's nice to have you on board actually mm -hmm. um Finally, we are yeah. talking about ar platforms today the uh, reason Ooh. we brought you in mm, is because of the fact that you use an AR platform as well as you do tech work in AR platforms, yeah. and then you also fired real AR platforms as well. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I think you got the best of both worlds. You know, we, all of us probably use AR, like not probably, <laughs> definitely use AR platforms to begin with. Oh, well, so it's one of the most synonymous ones around. Yeah. But before, before we start off with that, let's just get into some news here. Um, um, just a reminder for everybody on the field, make sure we haven't told anybody for the last couple of podcasts, but make sure you fill out your waivers, guys, beforehand. online beforehand. Yeah, yeah. It sign makes it easier, makes it easier to sign it uh, to sign in online. Mm -hmm. You guys have to sign in the waivers because of the fact that it is still COVID times and we need the contact tracing to get involved. And then as well as, uh, you know, once you're done, you know, you come in, pay your admission that admission pays for our insurance mm -hmm. and insurance is important because we need it or we can't play. Yeah. Without it, we don't have a field. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people really kind of don't like, they take that for granted. You know, they realize they really don't understand. Well, well, yeah, exactly. We're really at the hands of, you know, the people who have, well, you money, know, big shout out to the regulars guys. and stuff like that and the heavy guys that come out all the time or, you know, people that have memberships or something like that. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, you know, when, when, when people well, speaking of insurance and stuff like that, you know, I I think since we've started the podcast, uh, we've started seeing a couple upticks of uh, I don't know what, what would you guys call it? It's like outlaw games, I guess. I'd say like uh, yeah, unregulated, outlaw, games. unregulated games, unregulated games, yeah. non-insured games, and uninsured games. Yeah. And don't do that stuff. That's yeah. Not yeah, it's not smart. Okay. And yeah, yeah, that not like well, not only is it bad yeah. for this month because you're brandishing an airsoft gun because it's Halloween, right? Mm. Oh, God, I don't even want to put yeah. those two together. But, but like, you're also putting a bad name into the sport when you're brandishing airsoft guns out in public mm. in an unsanctioned field, uninsured as well. Mm. So 
Well, it's like, and and I get it, you know, probably, you know, back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, all of us, you know, shot each other in the backyard and stuff like that and had fun. And, you know, that's all cool and stuff like that. But, you know. Even today, it's not. Right? It, no, when it's when not. you get, well, you know, those are with really crappy Springer stuff. But, like, when you get to this kind of level and then with the stuff that, you know, how, in, they, how they look and stuff like that. Keep like, in mind, too. When you have unsanctioned games and people are paying for it, you are liable if you're hosting that and mm -hmm. someone gets injured. And believe me, an injury lawsuit is not something you want to go to court for. Mm -hmm. It is bloody expensive. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, with COVID friend. times, with the contact tracing yeah, that's stuff, cool. that's yeah. yeah, that's not. Well, cool and just end the part with the law. I like you know I I'm not, I, I don't want to claim that I'm an expert of the law because I am not, but. I do know that you are causing way more grief than you can have fun by having some kind of unsanctioned game like that because all it takes is just one innocent bystander or something to misinterpret what you mm. are portraying or whatever, right? And, you know, maybe they don't see it's an orange tip on the gun. Maybe they don't realize that it's a, a bunch of kids playing a game or whatever, and then we've got uh, law enforcement involved. And, you know, they are so zero to 100 that you don't want to screw around with yeah, those well guys. Yeah, well, with, the, with the, you know, the events that have happened throughout our history and stuff like that, you know, the last thing you, like, they, they are going to treat you with force. That's how it is, right? Like, if you're playing, let's say, you know, for example, somewhere in a downtown building or something like that, and you guys are moving tactically and yeah, stuff like whack. that, you know, people are going to label you as so either... So many red flags Oh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, you know, call you a terrorist or whatever it is, or you're doing something or in... Or a militia or something. Exactly. Like this so, is going to give me an aneurysm if we keep going on this topic. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so bottom line, guys, sign your waivers, pay admission, play it, it, pays, it, yeah, play plays, it pays for insurance, and play responsibly at a sanctioned field. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. it. All right, let's uh, dive on in to our favorite platform. Everybody's favorite platform, I'm going to be honest. Everyone's most prevalent yeah. platform. And the as best <laughs> platform, the excuse best you. Platform. <laughs> <laughs> the most ergonomic platform. Yeah, you don't like that, boy. Assault rifles? <laughs> You know that for a fact that What it did is. you just you say? You can't lie about that. <laughs> you don't say assault rifles. I said assault rifles. That's you mean Armalite rifles? Yeah, that doesn't yes. exist. Yes, Arma There Armalite. you go. Yeah, what do you mean? Armalite. What? Well, what do you mean? Can, can, I can, can you educate me on this? Yeah. I, I thought was, AR I, stood for I was actually going to sneak in. I was, I was actually going to sneak in an AK here somewhere. <laughs> Armalite. You keep that hot trash okay. for some other day. Let's be honest, man. They are not as cool as ARs. Okay. AR is Armalite. Fully semi-automatic. Oh, God. <laughs> this terminology is terrible. <laughs> I knew it was <laughs> Okay, we'll stop screwing with you now. Please. All right, so. All right, um, yeah. So, AR, okay. Armalite, AR-15, AR-10, M4, M16, they're all the same. Created the, by Eugene Stoner. Yes, Eugene oh, yeah, Stoner. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, the reason AR platforms are been named AR platforms because it's, you know, the design is similar to every one that's, that's basically copied it and made it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's just an odd coincidence that it rhymes with assault rifle. It, it is. Oh, is, yeah. is yeah. that really so. a coincidence? <laughs> 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 um, so it's based on basically Eugene Stoner's design. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <clears throat> AR stands for Armalite, not assault rifle. I'm yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it and, again and keep saying it. And it's a six-year-old six rifle. They're actually yeah. not that new. Nope. Shocker. Nope. nope. They, all the chemo Vietnam. Vietnam era, man. Just that, yeah. just that cock rail. That cock yeah. makes it look yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, it eventually, uh, like, that design was basically, uh, like, the U.S. military asked for a light rifle that, that was supposed to replace M14, right? Yes. I'm going to correct you on that one. Yeah. Because this is actually interesting. Yeah. The Air Force was the first division to request, re request pardon me, a light weapon system for defensive purposes. And they approached Eugene Stoner at the time. Really? And the AR-15, the original one, was issued to the Air Force before it was issued to the Army. The Army jumped on board afterwards and did a whole bunch of tests, right? Stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. They tried to sabotage the, the crap out of it, too. Because I heard, yeah. Because it was yeah. a private... Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, it was yeah, a private it was, entity. It was also because it wasn't... Um, I, I don't remember the name of it, but the company that produced um, the M14 was actually basically part of the military. Springfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Springfield. Was, and yeah, they Springfield had the Armory. from beforehand, yeah. too. For oh, what, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the M14 had, like, the shortest... Service history. It, it did. Uh, yeah. It's actually still in service. So technically, no. Well, because I mean, it's, it's not like a standard it's a, issue. No, it's not a standard issue battle rifle, but it is a dress rifle. They use it with uh, all their parades and for, everything. For like their that. designating marksman, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it I don't, can not anymore. Be. No, they brought it. They brought it out of the mothball area, basically uh, during uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, when they needed to reach a little out. bit further. And they're, and they're they modified now. Yeah, exactly. But if we're being honest here, like the M14, as cool and sexy as it is, it's it's. You know, it's an old platform, man. And mm -hmm. the AR-15 came into place and kind of replaced that because it was uh, space age and futuristic. Yeah, but it was when, also sexy as hell. When that came in for, like, the Marines, too, right? Like, right during, like, Vietnam <coughs> era, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was fine. around that time yeah. when it came in. And originally, yeah, when the U.S. deployed to Vietnam, they deployed with M14s. M14s. And then the, Viet shooting the Vietnams were... Shooting 7.62, right? And yeah. They, yeah. And they, too heavy. It's way too... Well, it was, it was mostly because the Army was pushing this into service. So they pushed yeah. it into service with... Uh, with the US military and then for a period of time and testing in Vietnam and a lot of issues that they had with it. Afterwards, um, there was a lot of complaints with the Air 15 and then they went back to Eugene Stoner, corrected mm. a few things here and there. And oddly enough, the army didn't train their troops how to clean the weapon system. So that's kind of where the notorious sort of bad history of the, the rifle kind of came from. Mm. And then afterwards, it you know, it turned out to be a pretty damn good gun if you take care of it. You can carry a lot of ammo with them, too. Yeah, well, yeah. going from five, uh, 7.62 to 5.56, five, it's quite a difference oh, in the load, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, like, we could deep dive into the history all we want, but, I mean, yeah, we kind of want to get into the good, the good stuff now. <clears throat> okay, so, I mean, basically, one of the biggest things that we can, like, you know, chop off the old chopping block, especially when it comes to airsoft and real steel and everything like that, is just the general question is, why is it so popular for airsoft and for real steel? So, uh, ergonomics. One, ergonomics is one. Yeah. Okay, that's er one. Yeah, like, that's a big one. I mean, it's, if you're being honest, the controls are all in one area and they're mm. easy to manipulate. You can physically see them. When you look at the weapon system versus a lot of other uh, weapons, you kind of have to fumble around with it, basically, to find what's going on or see where the issue is. And to remedy those issues, oddly enough, it's, it's very easy, especially with a real one. And, I mean, I, I, could, I could go into that for days, especially with, like, stoppage procedures and things of that nature. It's, it's one of the easiest weapon systems to use. And it translates over to Airsoft in that same segue, especially, like, with magazines. It's also super light. And then if you want to talk about, like, it's like the Barbie doll of weapon systems. Definitely you does have I mean? a lot of customization. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the, and the disassembly of it, I find, is uh, very nice compared to, like, obviously, like, you know, the easiest comparison would be, yeah. like, the AK, right? Um, like you're saying, when it comes to the comparison of looking at the fire control system, 
it's oh, the yeah. same thing, right? It's it's with your thumb, or you know, some people use their index fingers for some weirdos and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's nice to manipulate it. Exactly. You know, I definitely I find it to be an easy training platform. Yeah, both training and I guess uh, for user interoperability. Mm -hmm. uh, pardon my English; it's all poopy right now. <laughs> but uh, it's it's one of those systems that you can very easily get on the system, mm -hmm. you can train with it, and then you understand it very quickly. Compared to a lot of other ones out there where the ergonomics aren't exactly uh, up to speed, I mean, it's kind of funny because you look at every modern rifle that has come to light since that, mm -hmm. it has a similar reminiscence to an AR-15 in how it's handled and how you would operate the system. So anything from the SCAR, the Masada, you want to break it down. I mean, everyone kind of bases it off of that because it is the most ergonomic system out there. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's so ergonomic to the point where the Russians are starting to integrate some uh, concepts uh, into their AKs. Some of the new AKs. Yeah. I was, like, uh, actually speaking of that, I've recently seen uh, some of these AKs with the charging handle now on both sides, yep. and I'm starting to go, like, oh, starting to copy our M4 uh, yeah, brethren. Well, the, I mean... <laughs> You know, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when you want to talk about good ideas, especially considering the fact that, uh, like, the Russians are now switching to, like, tubular stocks that you can essentially adjust on the fly. Mm -hmm. The fire selector systems on AKs are, are now becoming thumb selectors, oddly enough. Uh, well, they've definitely made them easier. I've tried a couple yeah. Airsoft AKs with the um, ergonomic uh, selectors, and I'm not going to lie, with the ergonomic selectors, they now, like, this is where, like, I'm sort of torn on the issue between like which one's more ergonomic. Oh man, I'll raise, I'll raise you on that one. You can change uppers mm. on ARs. You can't do that with AKs. Well, so this is true. So when you come down to the disassembly portion of it, definitely the AR wins hands down, especially in Airsoft too, because it, like uh, maybe not so much in the AEG mm -hmm. aspect of it, but like when it comes to the GBBR aspect, replicating the real steel oh, yeah. portion of it, I, that's my favorite part of it. It's that I literally have to take two pins out and the whole thing separates. I mm -hmm. can store it easier that way. I can assess what's going on a lot easier oh, that we can way. Do, we can do the exact same thing with the real one. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's funny enough to say, and I mean, the reason why I say, like, being able to change uppers is super awesome. I mean, you won't do that in the military, mind you. But at the same time, in regards to airsoft or the civilian world, you can have a base gun to mm -hmm. work off of, and then you can build a separate upper, and you can swap out in between. Mm -hmm. That's something you don't often get with a lot of uh, weapons platforms. Generally, you have to buy more than one at that point to sort of resolve. And that's kind of where the yeah. AR-15 is, uh, like, I'll just say this outright, is superior to most designs, mm -hmm. is the fact that it's so easily available to be changed out at any given time. Versus a lot of other ones out there, you can't do that. Let yeah. alone change the barrel length. Yeah. That, that, actually, and this is very true, because you can go from your short, you know, let's say, like, your, your Mark 18 salt mod style oh, kind yeah. of thing, all the way up to your long boy M16, you oh, know, yeah, man. A3. I mean, back in the day, everyone <laughs> did that with PTWs, mm -hmm. and that was, like, the big deal. And I remember I remember PTWs were, like, the hot take nowadays. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you, everyone talks about Umbrella Armory or HPA. Mm -hmm. When PTWs were a thing, guys were taking real uppers and milling them down so they could fit on top of a PTW, mm -hmm. so they could build a separate upper for their PTW, which mm -hmm. was super cool. And then, like, that's where you saw a lot of guys putting real parts on their, uh, mm. quote, airsoft gun, which it was and it, still is. It, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, I, I do it myself now it, because most AEGs follow, like, very similar specs to the real thing. Mm -hmm. So you might as well take the opportunity to if but you But that can. falls under replica. It does until it comes to the part where you're firing it. Exactly, exactly, and that's, the, that's a very much gray area. That Let, we fall you know, in. we're sticking by the law here. Yeah, you know, we are sticking by the law. Yeah, if it's a couple inches off, we're good. Mm-hmm.
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't have serial numbers on them. That's that. That's as far as I go with replica. <laughs> but as far as accessory wise, you can fit yeah. a lot of standard uh, like weapon stuff into airsoft guns. Yeah. Gen well, generally speaking, it's it's a relatively uh, a good idea if you can get the proper real accessory to put it on. Uh, one, it's more durable than the airsoft stuff, and generally speaking, like the spec tends to be a little bit better. I find that with stocks, especially. Stocks, um, optics is a whole other story. I can go down that rabbit hole too. And then same thing with like handguards, man. I mean, it's nice to have something that actually fits and stays on or mm -hmm. doesn't break when and you squeeze it too hard. Yeah, or it doesn't have that like wiggle room or slop that you find in a oh, lot yeah. of the other parts and stuff like that. I find that's my biggest annoyance when it comes to uh, Don't kid yourself. Parts. It's on real ones too. Oh, uh, well, exactly. <laughs> when, I, when I start going to the range and stuff like that and shooting some of them, I'm going like, are you really? Like, oh, man, my, my, my toy is better than this. It's, yeah, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, so uh, if you lift up that M4 there with the uh, Riz, yeah, that one? No, the other one? Yeah. Come on, man, you know what a Riz is. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. just like, which one do you want me to look at? So okay. that one, yeah. that that Riz is um, basically for real. Um, yeah, real cack real. Real ca yeah. And it's mm. been nicely secured in there, and it's not moving, and I love it. Like, that's... Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. No, that's kind of important. It's it's kind of a good thing to note too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to support, I, I'll say this much: you should support real companies if you have the opportunity to mm -hmm. by purchasing their stuff. It helps that their business out, and at the same time, like you get a superior product, man. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I definitely stand by a lot of like. Obviously, there's some you know you know things that I'll I'll cheap out on and stuff like that. But when it comes to stuff that really where it comes to like the the functionality of oh, yeah. uh, of it being really important, yeah, you don't want to cheap out on stuff like that, you know, like belts, nope. slings, um, certain rigs, you know. I, sometimes you know you're just playing, you know, on the weekend and stuff like that. You can maybe cheap out on a mm -hmm. Amazon style cardboard rig if you really want, but <laughs> Dude, IKEA chest rig, man, yeah. it's coming. <laughs> I can make one of those. The <laughs> IKEA. Chest oh, a lot, a lot of people can make one of those. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Um, let me interrupt here. Uh, the uh, movie guys are actually here. Uh, they want to. They want you to move your car. Oh, so snap. If, if you don't mind moving it um, towards the tower over there, so just follow over here. You'll see our cars there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're the last that. one. Uh, me and uh, me tacking back here. We'll just continue on right, here. I'll um, segue out of here and segue back in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for see those guys. I know. Um, also, like, a good reminder: uh, this weekend they're probably going to be here. Yeah, uh, more than likely, and they're going to be here. And it's coming back into it. Yeah. So. Movies happening in season <laughs> yes pilots yeah. lots of pilots well okay well and then we touched on money earlier so so people that were all like you know oh why why is the field so limited and play today well the movie's paying a hell of a lot more money to own the field and there's and less airsofters there's at this season <laughs> so there you, yeah, go. you guys want more say drop that moolah Hot at, at the admission window. <laughs> Was that $40 admission? No. Every, also, also they did. Let's, let's be honest here. They make nice sets for us. So they let's, do. Mm, they do. Mm, yeah, you know, hopefully they leave something. All the time. Yes. As yeah. long as we don't put holes in them. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. No. Um, where, where did we leave off here in our, uh, in our topics here that we could talk about? So we um, were just talking more about just the ergonomics of the platforms and everything like that. And just, uh, just, uh, why it's you know more superior in the sense compared to uh other uh weapons out there and whatnot i don't know after like for me personally like if, if you give me my m4 for me personally did you already talk about how super easy it is to fix well so th 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 this is where i understand poise sort of aspect of it too because i being a person who is now kind of 
branched out and tried multiple platforms as well as some of the more yeah. modernized I, ones. It's I understand why it's popular. Exactly. And the ergonomics of it is is there because yeah. it's outstanding. You it's well, outstanding. You could watch yeah. a lot of YouTube out there to show like ergonomics use fast reloads you know well, how so to actually hold it properly see clamps reload part though yeah. it, that, that, like it's training well it, exactly the argument comes down to is that you are the fastest at whatever you train yeah at, you know um because when when it gets down to it i have seen guys who do extremely crazy fast reloads on ak's and i've seen just as crazy fast reloads on uh ar platforms as well yep. so um it's it really comes down to i guess in the future or in the more modern time is just um what you'd like personally but um there is no doubt on it when it comes down to the fact that like it is very user friendly it is very user friendly although i would say the maintenance is like yeah you you need to maintain your gun you have to maintain it there's no there's no exception around it with the ar platform that you have to do maintenance on it just because let's let's just talk ergonomics on it for my side of things i've i've gotten so used to using you know an ar platform Mm. that for me just holding it shouldering it right and then you know and then putting it up target and stuff mm-hmm. right right away it's like it's, it's like it's Getting super comfortable for me i already have my shoulders mm-hmm. all like my elbows all tucked in i'm not chicken wing you know this stuff but yeah and then moving on to a real ar like i've shot real ars as well um as well as like an ar like 15 Those are illegal <laughs> what <laughs> now, now now yeah Thanks. but I, I've, I've gotten so used to it that yeah for me it's just like i pick it up and then you know just like you know do some crazy transitions mm-hmm. do some no you don't okay i use a pistol <laughs> you don't once use, in a wait, while you don't use you a don't pistol. transition though <laughs> That is true. I just transitioned to a mag, okay? Yeah. I, was, I was gonna say, you might do some cool mag reloads. I was like, but somebody I, needs I don't, to double don't, back don't, 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 don't switch to my block. <laughs> either <laughs> either to way. Reload and get your primary up than to switch to your pistol. No, 100%. So yep. I understood his point, on, his point of view on that, because I knew you'd probably agree with that too, is get the long gun back up. Yep. But in that immediate right, stoppage or jam, malfunction, whatever it is, it's so much easier for you to just transition to that second depending on how you train well, I mean, depending on how you set up in airsoft because everything shoots six millimeter yep. yeah why not but when you're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> okay, talking about real world scenarios man you want to get that gun back up as quickly as possible your mm. pistol's pretty much there basically as a last resort you're not wrong yeah. throw a body armor and i'm not putting I mean, my pistol up around the corner dude, first. It's, cool to rock john, <laughs> it's cool to rock john wick and looks like slick but Seriously, man, like you that better be some forty-five in there. I tell you what, kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So mm. going back to what I was saying, it's comfortable for me. Mm. I am so used to using an AR, right? And then it also applies to a lot of different That's sort because of because uh, the best gun system. Out yes, there. we all know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not knocking it, okay? No, we're, no one's knocking it. No one's too, knocking like, it. Like, you know? I won't burn an AK, man. I still like them and everything yeah, like that, but at the end of the day, I'll still pick up my AR. I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm slowly becoming an AK boy. Oh, gross. I'm, I'm been slowly being convinced let's, otherwise. Let's go around the table. Who wants to show off uh, their ergonomics on their... Uh, Ooh. 
Ooh. Go. Ergonomics? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, go. if you want to. Yeah, yeah. nice green furniture one. And oh. no, this is not a C8 it's or a C7. Is that a lot is of people? For the love yeah, of God, like, a lot of people actually, if you're looking at it. Yeah, before before like you start, um, this is basically just a standard M4 build. Yeah. This is, right. Yeah, this is this is what everyone's used to seeing in movies, seeing in military movies. Um, standard, I believe that's that, what is standard issue. That is, this is, this yeah. is what standard issue is. I just basically like... the U.S. Army. Yeah. No no attachments. I usually put like, if it's night games, and stuff. I usually put my uh, you know D-ball in there. Um, yeah. Other than that, no attachments at all. I'm so used to just running this. Uh, you can see the rubber grips there. Mm -hmm. I'm so used to just mm -hmm. running it like naked, just that, bare bones. Yeah. Just bare bones because I, I, I enjoy I enjoy the lightweight mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of those things as well. It's like, do I want to add crap to it or do I want to? Well, the nice part is when you add crap to ARs, they're still lightweight. When you add crap to that AKs, is true. They weigh as much as a machine gun. <laughs> that is, is true. Not but wrong on that. Part. Yeah, but this this is a standard M4 build, M4A1, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, it's pretty, it's pretty bare bones. It's pretty vanilla. I mean, I, I like vanilla. So. Hey, it's you great. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. <laughs> but go ahead, Dave. All right. Uh, so let's break. I guess I'll break it down for you guys because yeah. everyone seems to Google this thing. This is not an M4. Let's yeah. be clear about that. This is an M16. You can, you can center it close to your, yeah. Right, yeah. right over your mic. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's got an A1 lower. Not an M4, it's, it's an A1 <laughs> lower, it's like legit. So it's got the straight cut and everything like that. And I, I won't break it down into all the little nuances and the differences, but it's, it's different. It's got the A1 grip and everything like that. And then the stock is actually a three position. It's not a six position or a five position. The front up here, I got a 12.5 custom barrel that I kind of made myself essentially to fit a 203 on it. It's based off of the IDF versions of the M6. It's about to say, it looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Very familiar, oddly yeah. enough. And then the upper receiver is, oddly enough, an M4 upper. There was a point when the IDF actually started replacing the A1 carrying handles with Picatinny rail covers mm. or Picatinny rail uppers flat tops i should say so they could start putting optics on it such so as you're you're going for more of the impressionist kit at this point no 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 because yeah. this is not kosher yeah gotcha this is not a standard idf issued rifle i mean it technically would be if it had all the original the sights look familiar yeah the m21 i love yeah. the sight gotcha so compared to a lot of uh airsoft optics i mean it's obviously it's it's just about as much is that as real gun. steel or is that yes. like okay a, gotcha a it's one, a meprolite yeah. it's a proper real one too it's powered by light and tritium super radioactive by the way <laughs> <laughs> let's not drop that <laughs> Don't tritium worry, these are like battleproof man you can okay. drop these and they hold up there's still there's still pictures of idf soldiers that have the entire top basically broken off and the optic still works and they've kept them around for 20 years and now they're replacing them. <laughs> yeah, and then I got an M203 on it because I love grenade launchers and grenade launchers are the shit. Yep. It's nice to have secondaries. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of fun. That, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, still a standard AR platform, guys. 100%, man. Hasn't yeah. changed that much. It just dressed up a little bit differently. So Definitely for you, usage-wise, is it comfortable with that grenade launcher on it? Oh, or? yeah, man. I mean, I can use this left hand, right hand, you name it. At the same time, like the grenade launcher is an easy place. Normally, I run a, an M203 foregrip right underneath so I can push it, but lately I kind of like it just a little bit more sling. And you like using the sling yeah, too. Yeah, it's the profile. And I, oh, hell yeah, man. Why wouldn't you run a sling? I don't run a sling. That's He hates slings. That's I disgusting. hate slings. Yeah, that's why he doesn't transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know, I know somebody that doesn't do real Milsom. <laughs> hey, <laughs> whenever I went to Milsom's, he's using my AK, and that one has the actual yeah, sling on it. Oh, see? Now he's got a sling. Yeah. Yeah. So when you there got to some for a while, starts to get yeah. Yeah. No, I, no I, I, I totally understand. But when it comes to my M4, I'll just dump it and just... 
<laughs> All right, trusty Glock. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Hopes and dreams out the door. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I will say this much, though. Don't be that guy to make that mistake and not bring a sling. Oh, my I God. Did bring that a sling. Exercise, yeah. And that was a nightmare. Yeah. Bring yeah. a sling. You yes. always just try to figure out where to put the well, rifle. Well, you, you, you oh, think dude. you're cool for the first 30 minutes, and, you know, yeah, you might survive that first 30 it's minutes. It's just great to be able to put it away and yeah. know that's still on you. Exactly. Yeah. last thing you want to do is lose your primary. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> the last thing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's not cool. It's a lot of punishment that? for you if you hey, lose your primary. Uh, yeah. no, no amount of amnesty bush is going to save you from that. Other than that, comfortable, easy to use, yeah. you like it. Best, oh, dude, best weapons platform, easiest yeah. to manipulate. Any, any, who wants to jump in? Mm. So, uh, Schoolboy, have you had a chance to play around with the gas versions of uh, M4? I have. Okay, so do you, do you have a preference or... For reliability sake, you just go with an AEG. Just be. I will always go with an AEG for the sake of airsoft. The only reason why is I'm all about play. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when I when I come out here, I want my sh- my stuff, pardon my language, to work. Mm-hmm. With gas guns, they're cool, but oh my lanta reliability! Mm-hmm. You can yep. throw that right out the window, man. Yep, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I am the GBB yeah. user here. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like powered by like the hot sun. steaming lava, you know that stuff is not. <laughs> no, nope. uh, it's not yeah, consistent yeah, at all. There's no, there's no consistency with yeah. them. I've tried that before, and at the end of the day, like I've gone through everything from a WE. I, I'm hesitant to try the new Tokyo Marui MWS system. Apparently, they're really good. They are I've, really I've nice. They're really good, but TM's always been notoriously good for producing an extremely good product mm-hmm. until you screw with it. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. Once the fairy dust is gone, it is gone. Yeah, the TM fairy dust. Mm-hmm. Shocking, yeah. they're still around. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else wants to jump in with their ergonomic uh, builds here? The uh, let's show off Schoolboy's other one because I don't think I have mine out here right now. Ooh, go this one. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the L one one nineteen A one or the C eight SFW. Yeah, this is this is some kosher <laughs> stuff right here. This is why we brought you here. You got some really good stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is a, this is like an AR. Like, yeah. No, it's like legit, man. And I'm I'm building another one too to be more kosher in line with the the Canadian Forces style of uh, weapon system. Oh, I mean, that's this nice. is this looks more like a, an English Special Forces version. You got the M320 on the front with the CAC rail. Oh, you've got the uh, the 15.7 inch barrel that with the Simon sleeve on the end. Super hard to find, by the way. Yeah, yep. tell me and about it. it. <laughs> I mean, for, for me, real the real bread and butter is actually getting like the real parts that Dimaco manufactured back in the day. That the stuff that's still around. It. Yeah. Mm. So Dimaco or Dimaco or how do you pronounce it? Dimaco. Di- yeah. Dimaco. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I said DeMarco for the longest time. I, I said DeMacchio. <laughs> DeMacchio? Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's it's cool, man. I got the real buttstock on here. I got old school carry handle. It, this thing is, like, super hard to find. It's got the D on the back, super so you know nice. you're hard for it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, like, in terms of, like, airsoft, it's it's nice to have stuff that closely replicates the real thing to a certain degree. I mean, it, it won't be as fun in the same sense that you can rack the action and all that kind of stuff, but the weight's somewhat similar. I just mm-hmm. wish the barrel was steel. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely and agree. We're like, what's with the base build on that at that point? It's a C8 and it's a, it's a GMP version. No, oh, GMP, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And these actually, oddly enough, are super rare now. Uh, Toronto Airsoft had a limited run of these, and if you can still log onto their website, I strongly suggest if you want to see it, you buy the crap out of this. They right still now. have a limited trades. run number <laughs> three. <laughs> trades, go. Yeah, they got, the, re- they got the real trades and everything yeah. like that, and there's only a couple hundred guns actually produced, which, is, now. which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. It's Why got the bottle yet? <laughs> 
Yeah, you want to rub it in your American friends' faces? by now. Yeah. Why not available anywhere else but Canada. Forgot to add, the internals are pre-upgraded too, and they're actually legitimately pre-upgraded. Yes. So you got you got a one sixty GMP or one seventy yes they do the motor's amazing it's a fantastic base gun to buy what happened to my gun tack when i opened it (laughs) um died yeah well your gun uh, is a different story oh it's a different story yeah yeah not all of them are pre-upgraded unfortunately (laughs) so they're sleepers yeah some of the some of them are some of them aren't (laughs) yeah some are legit some didn't even play with it literally plugged it in wow i was like wait what, what brand the same, same thing. It was the same, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Aww. yeah. Exactly. His I grabbed a, one right after you no had way. mentioned it. Like, he, he, man, well, man, yeah, the one he had was a full uh, stock polycarbonate um, yeah. uh, piston, but the one that I had actually had a full metal rack well, piston. That's interesting because both of mine came with full metal rack pistons. Yeah, so so one was, came with a 160 mode and the other one yeah, came with so, a 170, which shocked me. So mine has a 160 uh, GMP uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, motor for it, as well oh, as so the uh, full metal rack piston. Oh, Mac so had uh, his. Has no label on his motor. Oh, did it? Um, but uh, his had the full car uh, polycarbonate and it stripped. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, polycarbonate pistons, they strip. Yeah, yeah they, they strip yeah. and they shatter. Yeah, yep. well, like I literally all we did was cycle it, remember? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Plugged in a new battery and that happens, man. Yeah, it's all good. It happens. Yeah, Sometimes it happens. you can't avoid the limits. You can't, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Can. Can. But it's okay, I got <laughs> trades. That's what matters. Hey, man, it's the trades that matter. And then the secondary part is once you got that, you keep that. It's a collectible. It's 100% I'm, collectible. I'm never letting that go. That's why I got yeah. So that's a wall hanger for you then. Oh, it's no, my Milson play. It. It's oh, a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go. funny yeah. joke. I don't actually hang my guns on the wall and just leave them there. I yeah. actually like to play with my stuff. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. One of the wonderful things too is GMP doesn't, you know, have that same problem that some of the f- other fancy guns do. You know, like I know we all love Crytac and stuff like that, but you know, unfortunately. They're called cry crack for a reason as well. <laughs> Who would have thought not reinforcing the back by putting the uh, screw all the way through to the buffer tube was a bad idea? I know. Yeah, unfortunately. Hmm. Someone should read the blogs. <laughs> oh, man, crazy. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, maybe that'll change in the future. We'll see. Well, yeah, yeah. Manufacturers will, yeah. FYI, it's a good idea to pay attention to your guns too and make sure that everything that you get is aftermarket compatible if you can. It saves you a lot of time and hassle. I love that companies innovate, but I hate the fact that they make stuff so proprietary at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't fix it. Yeah. Yep. Unless if you go and you have to buy their own stuff. Yeah. 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 And then the real question comes into play is, is their customer service good? Mm. That's questionable depending yeah. on yeah. the uh-huh. say It depends who you get. Yeah, I'll, say I'll, say, like, I'll say that. It's hit or that. miss. Yeah. I'd say it's like 64. Not like some other mm-hmm. companies where, you know, I'll say, you know. Sometimes they're really good at getting back to you. And then all of a sudden when they get back to you, then there's no information there. And then there's other ones that are like getting back to you in like the longest amount of time possible. You think that they forgot. Yeah, and then you all buy of a sudden, the smallest part and then you got to pay $25 for shipping. Oh, How mm. great is that? Yeah, that one. Yep. Hey, can I buy the spring? Yeah, it's $4. Oh, by the way, the shipping's $25. Yeah, we just talked about that for gas stuff. Oh, yeah, you just need that one screw. There's no exactly. difference with AEGs when you have like yeah. proprietary parts. That, I mean, don't even get me started on my Tavors from like Aries. When oh I ordered parts from them, I ordered batches of parts because I wanted to get my money's worth on the shipping. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, exactly. you're instead of buying one replacement screw. screw, you're buying five. <laughs> You're going to oh, yeah, be able maybe. to build five of these guns if it ever breaks down. Not build yeah. five. You're going to be able to replace five. <laughs> you're going to be able to fix it five times. That's it. Rebuild. <laughs> At what point is it still worth money? Do you guys, do you two have your own platforms here? Your ARs? Uh, well, so we brought our Crytax out. Okay. Crycracks. Crycracks. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. As far as like getting them right off the bat, well, yeah, they're so good. This, yeah, mm-hmm. so this is my SPR. You know, it's a, same thing. It's a long boy. It's a, it's a long it's boy. It's like a, it's basically an M16 at that point. Uh, yeah. No, are you yes, me? no, no. <laughs> the length? Dude, no? that's what? That's a 14.5. Is it 14? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not a 16. No, no, Never mind. It's, uh, it's 16 inch SPR barrel. stands for short barrel rifle. No, SPR. Yeah. So it's a special purpose rifle. Oh. But, oh, yeah. okay. So all so technically. It can do DMR stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that's five, five, a weird uh, name for the you five, know, five, six to, to designate for guys who want to be special. I'm gonna throw a scope dead. on it, and I'm a sniper. Exactly. Yeah. That can still Air soft. So Air soft. for myself, I keep it really, really clean, <laughs> just because the, um, the Defiance handguard that ha- that they have on here and everything like that is really slim and stuff, and I really like it. It's it doesn't have a, you know a lot of the fancy M lock hand grips that some of the other newer guns Bro, come it's got out with and stuff like that. That's yeah. already out to date. It, well, it, I'm, it, I'm one to talk though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, it's got the key mod and stuff like that, which may which does make it a little bit heavier than the M lock. But um, how's it heavier? I thought they're like the same weight. In depends terms of on the rail thickness. Really? I, yeah, huh. but from from what I've heard, M lock is supposed to be lighter weight it compared is to. to be. So what is what is the current like attachment system hold, for hold, hold for on. rails for for which yeah brand. for who are, and for are we referencing airsoft what, or yeah. real world yeah because real yeah. world real world say. i think it's still key mod isn't it Bro, we still run picatinny rails yeah. in the cast so plastic handguards yeah. so pickets like this, awesome. the one that i have on man four is still hell yeah current. I mean, that's yeah. still that's still a standard issue for the yeah. marines okay yeah when it comes to like the consumer Actually, end, like let's marines say guys in the america Army. and stuff yeah. like that you know who buy guns all the time and want to do you want to know why the americans haven't fully adopted mlock across the board or key mod they have it's a, expensive. I was yeah. Say, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, you, it's cheap, and you can't really go wrong. Well, that and, and everyone also, already has it. Yeah, well, that, that and also you got to buy every little bit of accessory and everything like that. While you know, let's say you get like the CAC rail, boom, you got a quad rail. Oh, you dude, can attach great, anything. Great for civilians and like yeah. all the guys on on uh, high speed end of things and stuff like that. Because you can you can build some pretty damn light ARs. Mm-hmm. But I'll yeah. say this much: like I'm a I'm a bit of a Puritan for like old school stuff. I like the Cadillacs of like ARs, like the XM series from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Plastic furniture. Plastic furniture all the oh, way. Plastic yeah. furniture, aluminum, buttstock. Yeah, but here's, yeah. here's the kicker though. That stuff was actually super light mm-hmm. and it's still super light and it works really well. But and it felt like plastic. That was the problem and complaint that they had back in those times too, right? Is they it felt, felt like, like it was gonna fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, until they started putting like polymer fragments into it yeah, and exactly. creating uh, the newer stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, but well, just to say, just like yeah but like getting back to it it's like i like running you know just a clean platform just because um it makes it super easy to use it looks really nice clean and stuff like that um do you shoot with the sights uh no actually these sites it's are broken. airsoft uh it's, it's, it's airsoft who uses sights sights in airsoft this guy. Okay, well <laughs> unfortunately my guns aren't tuned to a T, so <laughs> shooting it through a sight would be it's useless. For the, it's for those night games, man, when you actually have to take a sight picture and shoot at something. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, I mean for my M4, I, I, I shoot with the uh, with the red dot as well. Oh, like, yeah. But I have I have it ranged to a certain um, range though, because every, every everything else is too far or yeah. it's, it's too like close and then it's like yeah, going yeah, over yeah, your yeah. head. Don't kid yourself, it's the same thing for real steel, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean and then you're using like IR systems, which is super ninja. Yeah, as a whole <laughs> yeah a that's whole me. That's I just put on the IR sights, and I'm like, I'm good. Fun fact: if you turn it on, the other guy on the other end with night vision can see it. Yep. <laughs> you think you're being sneaky, but you're not. <laughs> uh, so okay, so the last one here, just to like show off and stuff like that. So it's just another Crytac, real nice, simple. Uh, it's the Crytac Warsport LVOA. Where are so, your sights? Huh? Where are your sights? I 
lost them. Okay. How do you lose your optics? Uh, I lost Airsoft. a two hundred dollar red dot <laughs> in the forest. If you, you lost a two hundred dollar red dot in the forest. Yeah. If you can find it, tours. Actually, if you find it, it please give it back. Um, <laughs> if anyone finds it, please give it back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've got uh, this one's real nice. It you know it's from Crytac. Uh, it comes with this really nice, like, kind of like unique looking. I think it's supposed to be like a wire cutter rail or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's meant to yeah, cut barbed wire. Yeah, pretty much, you put links. it right there and bang. you're able to shoot. Yeah, yeah. And cut the cut the link or something. But I don't know um, anybody in the history of the military who's ever done that. I don't even know cool. who had it. Yeah, like if anyone even had it issued to them. Hey, it looks it was, cool. That's it all does. that matters. It looks cool. Well, the only ones, <laughs> and to be honest with you, when it comes down to it, the only ones I actually ever seen are the AK ones being used more than more often. The AK like, yeah, yeah, with the AK muzzle brakes and stuff like that being used for those yeah. applications. I know which one it is. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a beautiful gun. Uh, it's kind of one of the reasons that I bought it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, uh, Warsport is gone now. So what? Um, Warsport's gone. I'm pretty sure. So that's well, why. For, yeah, as far as we know, that's why. Oh, the, real co- the real company. Yeah, the like yeah this is get... why. This is now a collector's item. Wow. Yeah, like the uh, airsoft version is the only one that you, the, can yeah, get. you can't get. Like the real steel one. Yeah, apparently like they. This is news to me. Yeah, yeah. they went out of business. Same here. I remember getting a big uproar, but if I'm wrong, please someone someone yeah. inform me. I just remember seeing an article about it. Yeah, they said that they were going to stop producing the LVOA because of. Uh, it always comes down to something to do with licensing, right? I have no something idea like that, yeah, exactly. Right but Crytac still has the licensing for it, so they're still yeah. producing the airsoft. But uh, yeah, so all in all, it was a great gun. Uh, it's from Crytac. It worked great out of the box. I ran it stock until it broke. Then I gutted it and threw a Polar Star into it, and then I got sick of that. And then my my tech, high tech. Um, he built. <laughs> Should we start calling him Tech Tech? <laughs> no, care, careful. The Montreal guys might get mad. Oh. Oh. Tactic. Oh, those. I don't even know how to pronounce that name correctly. <laughs> the du- duty tactic. All I know is I've looked at it. It's Ducky. It's Ducky. It's Ducky. It's not Dookie. <laughs> You set me up for that. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, let's just let's all agree it's something in French. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's a great gun all in all. Um, and uh, yeah, like again, I always like uh, it, it's just like everyone's already touched on already and stuff like that. I do love the ergonomics of just the AR platform. A lot of my stuff already is geared towards that platform with my kit. Um, you know, I guess a lot of my muscle memory and stuff like that from running drills on this particular one. So if you threw an AK at me, I'd probably be like a fish out of water. Um, so my it, favorite part—it's kind of like the reason why I'm an I'm an Apple guy, though, right? Like I'm way too far in here. Like if I were to back up, like man, I'm ripping up like 20 years of my life here. You know, like Lies. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm an Apple guy through and through till mm. I die, like mm. because I'm just way too far gone, like you know. <laughs> Oh man! Improvise, <laughs> adapt, overcome. Exactly. <laughs> this guy's gonna do great in infantry. <laughs> um, we have. Thanks, <laughs> we have this guy here. This is standard M16. Yeah, that's that's going back to like oh, some yeah. classic yeah. stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. M16A2 version. Or no, that is, it, it should be, be A1. A3? It should be an A1, isn't it? Because that's, that's an A3. A3. That's an, an A3. A3? Okay. It's got a flat top upper on it with the. Uh, oh A2 yeah, yeah, the flat handle. top. Yeah. Yeah. Those are never issued in the real world, but they're pretty cool. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I actually like the OGM16s, like the long length boys and things mm-hmm. like that. That's mm-hmm. a, that's yeah, a no, that, that's that's why I fell in love with it because I'm like, okay, cool. I 
Um, I didn't like the ones with the rails on it. I yep. just like the plastic handguard on it. Mm. Um, handle, handling it is actually really fun. And st- yeah, man, we still use the plastic handguards on C7s. And I still like them, man. They're yeah. still good. Yeah. You know what the best part is? Battery compartment is oh. so big. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But from an airsoft perspective, 100%. Oh, like, man, I always tell cats? guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I always tell guys who have this platform who always want to switch to, like, a tubular, but you know, buffer tube system. I just tell them, you like, no, you, you want so to keep me. this one because, one, yeah. you could keep three, four batteries in there. So, if you're at a Milsom, like, literally plug and play I, in the back. I know? have, like, like the, the, the biggest one you get for the RC one that fits mm. in oh, here. It's like a oh, fuck off so, yeah. so like the 3,000 milliamp. Yeah, 3,000 milliamp with like how, how, like 65 or 40 yeah. C or 50 C or something well, like that. So, <laughs> so there's a guy who showed up last year where he had this super tricked out one and it was the same thing with combat machine body and everything like that and <laughs> the battery he had was like a 80 oh, man, C, 5,000 milliamp battery. It was a huge big brick and to hear this thing shoot was insane man and again it's funny you're saying right? combat machine i'll flip it around and oh, what yeah. is it yeah, it's, a combat machine. it's a it's actually a, a mashed up uh like Arguably i forgot speaking the best rifle that gng's ever produced yeah, it's, one <laughs> it's of actually the, a mashup of uh, two different guns i i the top what? is from another gun um, I forgot what model it was, but um, I had Devin fit it. And then the bottom is just a GNG like lower with, with the original gearbox that I won from uh, Toronto Airsoft uh, oh my God. mystery box. And I'm like, why don't I just, because I, I needed to repair the M16 one that I had. I'm like, why don't I just take this and mash it in here? And he's like, yeah, that can be done. Look at <laughs> Airsoft. That, Look at that. AR-15 solving problems again with superior ergonomics. <laughs> and yeah, parts that can mismatch. Yeah. Yeah. Parts yeah. compatibility is a big thing. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a big thing. I was going to say, you cannot do that with an AK. You can't just no. slap the upper and throw it. Like, it Unless you're working at one AK, and it's the same with the other one, right? Yeah, like, with a 47 yeah, and a 47. Yeah, I mean, swap that barrel. Even then, I'm just telling you guys right now, it's going to take me half an hour. Sorry guys, it's Hold not on, guys. I yeah. gotta set up my AK like, DMR. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want a longer barrel? Half an hour still. Yeah, but this this is definitely Bro, my uh, got the first one out yet. <laughs> this is definitely my longest uh, like. No, like, your SR twenty five is SR twenty five shoots further. Yeah, this one shoots about the same range. Um, but yeah, this one shoots further than my M four for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love it because it's it's basically my sleeper gun. And I love it. It's 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 clean, flat hop and everything. It. So, man, I thought about buying a CM16 and literally just dropping a new gearbox into it and just turning it into a sleeper gun. It's mm. stupid how like lightweight those are for the polymer stuff. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, for like GNG polymer polymer guns, those are arguably the best ones on the yeah. market. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, so exactly when you mentioned that, uh, out of all the ones that I've seen, GNG ones don't break necessarily like 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 they crack or, or whatever Dude, it is flexible yeah yeah weird it's the flex that you want <laughs> yeah where i've literally seen them shatter and fall apart in the field because they can't um, transfer the kinetic mm-hmm. exactly yeah, I mean, yeah. all the way up to um uh what was that other one that was uh, really popular um uh, i i i yes well i see it's hit or miss um, no. um, <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah. Trap. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, but ICS is a hit or miss because I've seen some ICS guns, like their lower end guns. Yes, mm-hmm. but their higher full metal guns are really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
It's yeah. It depends who you who you go for, I guess. You know, oh, man. when you talk about rep- actually, well, this actually gets into a, the next topic really about reputable companies. Ooh, this is a fun one. Mm. I love talking about this. Well, so it, exactly for yourself companies. being around for so long in in you know, in the industry and everything like that. So it's like, what's your hot takes on this? Hot take uh, one. Most of your stuff should be based off of TM spec, oddly enough. Yep. Mm. I'm not talking about, like, go buy yourself an old-school TMM4. Those are creaky plastic things that deserve to be hung on a wall. Mm. But I'm talking, <laughs> the like... collector's pieces I know, precisely, but yeah. I still try and sell them for, like, 600 bucks. I'm like, why the hell do you sell for that I, much? I could, I could basically, like, run off that. Remember when you sold me this? Yes, you told me not to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, 12 so years ago, like, yeah, no, ten years ago. Twelve years ago, man. And um, I told, I was like, cool. I like the feel of it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like it's it's an electronic blowback. The, yeah, you wanted the recoil and the electric blowback, and I specifically told him like, don't buy that, man. It's gonna break because of that. Yeah, <laughs> and then literally like not even a couple of months later, it broke. And oh, then yeah. I had Ooh, my uncle. Shocker. Basically fixed it again, and then it broke. And I fixed it again, and then it broke. And I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. Disable the electric blowback, um, the the blowback system yep. that they have for the bolt system. So this is a bolt airsoft one. Yeah, um, that's old, so they're so they're, old, yeah. they're at that time they were pretty new. They were one with, of the, yeah, they were one. Of they were the, the earliest ones to do electric yeah, blowback. The, yeah, one of the few. And they're they're pretty good now. Yep. Yeah, they, they're they're really good years. now. But back then, it's one of those things where you want to be unique. You mm-hmm. get ready. To pay the price for oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. for repairs, and especially with something this new back then, intricate. And, yeah, you're exactly. you're you're having mm-hmm. to go to the company and get the like you know the just like manufacturer to fix it. Yeah, the yeah, I, It's a good like thing. Go I, I, the stuff, the only yeah. reason I could get it repaired that many times is because they came like good customer service. Oh yeah. Every time that's I emailed them, they're like, "Oh, it broke." They sent me new gears. Oh, it broke. They sent me new oh, gears again. That's the best part, though. If you if you get a company that one innovates but at the same time is responsive and you're okay with that and yeah. they're not cough cough aries they will actually help you out quite well and yeah. i mean not to trash on aries or anything like that but their 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 motto or we are legend yeah legendary for <laughs> like their externals are amazing mm-hmm. but oh my god their internals just throw it out the door and burn it yeah, yeah. but as far as like my experience with the bolt i have like bad to begin mm-hmm. with because i'm an early adopter mm-hmm. but customer service good made up for it yeah and, you still got it and it's pretty solid gun still works mm. too right still yeah. works yeah well they are yeah. definitely from uh when i look at guys who look for shells and stuff like that the old bolt shells are oh, definitely yeah. sought after yeah. for a lot yeah. of guys who want to make like uh, hpa platforms and stuff it's just because uh, yeah. they were yeah. well they're, they're a great solid shell um they were uh i don't want to say they were cheap because they they're they weren't cheap right they but weren't they, cheap but, at all but um they're cheap compared to some of the other stuff that's available now. If yeah, you, for if you, 700 bucks back then, that is not yeah. cheap, I can yeah. tell you. Yeah. 700? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's but hey, I mean, remember Julian yeah. told us that those old TM guns used to be a thousand bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And some yeah. of them still right. are. Even the new ones nowadays, like the like uh, Schoolboy was mentioning earlier, the MWS, right? Those oh, guys, those are oh, the new cool. gas yeah. ones. Yeah. They yeah. go for a thousand dollars. And they only shoot. 230 feet per second. Yeah, exactly. Just got to change out those valves. In terms of reputable companies, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say Bolt is one of them because yep. I've, I used them before. Um, the newer generation of Bolt, not the old one like mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one that you guys can think of right away? I, I mean, G and G was just, or G and P. G and P. G and P. If you don't go to their i5 series, their i5 series has a few issues with their MOSFETs. But if you're talking about like their original like 
Tokyo Marui um, versions, of essentially with the TM-style gearbox, they are solid as a rock. Mm -hmm. The gearbox is, is actually legitimately made of steel, so you won't run into cracking issues. It's reinforced, and other than that, GMP's internals, bone stock, they run, they run like a workhorse, too. And I, I like that myself. I mean, oh my god, all my guns are practically GMP with the exclusion of my ICS MP5. Mm -hmm. And that's another great company too, ICS, which you don't see a lot of out here. But they're another company that likes to innovate too mm -hmm. and uh, comes up with a lot of good ideas. But they also make sure their stuff works, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. What about their customer service? I don't actually know about ICS's customer service because I've never dealt with them directly, but I do know that their parts are easily available on the aftermarket, That's and you good. can find them left, right, and center. Yeah, you can order them online yeah. quite easily. Um, they're really easy to work on, at least in my opinion, from mm -hmm. a, like a tech perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The split gearbox, some people hate it. You know, Some people love it. My opinion is, just from the tech perspective, it makes it easy to work on stuff. So. Yeah, well, most airsoft companies, oddly enough, are starting to slowly progress to a split gearbox concept. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're starting to see shells now that are V2 shells that you can take apart in two pieces yeah. once you take it out. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can keep the compression system separately. I kind of like a the lot idea. more quick change springs yeah. coming into it and everything well, like that. Well, true quick change yeah, springs too, where change. you can actually sorry, because I've uh, seen a lot of people do mods oh, dude, to their uh, guns to make them true quick change dude, that's springs. A, that's a hot joke when you talk about quick change springs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, so the, the actually, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's something that's that we've touched on in the past oh, about how I'm, it's like you know it's not a quick. Another one that popped into mind. Is actually SEMA, and they're still around. Yep. SEMA's well, been good. SEMA they actually produces. They're also a very old company yeah. too. Yeah. I've never seen point. an the original too that yeah. started producing full metal AEGs. Uh, a lot of their stuff was based off of like original TM, and they had their really weird bloody numbering system. Still use it, but between their AKs and their ARs, SEMA actually makes a really good product at a very affordable price. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and ridiculously, yeah. ridiculously affordable. Sometimes. It's so cheap. You're like, should I buy it? Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, exactly. And that's the point, too, is that when you look at it from the American market perspective, their their guns go for as cheap as like $100 US, I believe. Yeah. And it's insane. Point, right? Yeah. And so when you see it in the Canadian market, oh, you see like a full mix. metal gun or, or like a full working polymer gun for for our price yeah. of $200, you're like, Oh, dude, I'm not going to break. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> like, go, on, go on Wolver I think it's wolverinesupplies.com or CA. It's a, it's a firearms uh, uh, distributor basically in Canada. Mm -hmm. They just started selling airsoft stuff, and they oh. sell SEMAs. There you and go. their SEMAs okay. are actually priced around 250 Canadian. Mm, that's for sweet. Full that's metal, nice. That's nice. Full metal gun. That's yeah. nice uh, to see. And then moving over to the AK world too for SEMAs. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Mm. Do they have a wide selection of it? Before LCTs. Sleepers. Those with the legit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, definitely. Mm. They, ex exactly. Yeah. ASG makes a good M4. AS, isn't ASG, don't they just uh, talk to companies and then have companies produce it for them? Because I, I heard I that they, they don't produce their own stuff. I, I wouldn't know who would be the one that makes it then. Cause I, cause my, so my first airsoft gun was an ASG yeah. uh, M4. And I ran that for a year and a half yeah, stock. I went to two mil sims. Mm -hmm. yeah. I ran that thing on 11 ones. I full autoed like crazy. Yeah. I ran it till it died and then... Well, the only reason it died was because you fell on it and the buffer tube cracked. Yeah. Oh, other, that's epic. Yeah. 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 Other than that, like... I, I We've recovered. heard many stories of that before. Yeah, so <laughs> the funny thing is, is I recovered that gearbox and that gearbox is now running in a different gun. still going strong. Oh, it's but, great. Yeah. It's a great gun, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I never had a problem with that one. Mm -hmm. uh, Crytac, obviously, is... 
there's been a lot of hype over Crytac, and some of it comes to like their marketing and their branding and stuff uh, like that. But they yeah. do make a pretty decent gun uh, out of the box. Like, I'll, I'll uh, be honest, I think Crytac is is good, but I think they're overpriced. If well, I'm being and, totally and, they're, and they're hard sincere. to come by, unfortunately, for, yeah. because of the. Them if being... I could work on the pricing issue, I'd bring that up first, mm -hmm. and then yeah, like availability, you're definitely only ordering that from two dealers in, yep. in, in Toronto or Trigger, I yeah. believe. Those and are I'm the only sure two Tor options. Trigger needs to go through Toronto anyway, right? Exactly. So yeah, they do. Exactly. They do? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Because exactly. yeah. I think Toronto is the main distributor yeah, of... The main wow, distributor. That's, that's, just, that's news to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Crytek, so I don't actually own any, um, mainly because I know Crytek's internals essentially are kind of unique to their own. You can build are, it to your own. Yeah, they yeah. are yeah. proprietary, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, mean, I won't lie, though, from like a shimming perspective, like, they're dummy. They're... Well, they're not dummy proof, but like they're idiot they're stock, their stock diagram and everything like that, it's it's super simple. If something yeah. breaks, you could it's literally shim here, shim there, put it back together and oh. you know, you have a working gun. Man, that worries me a little bit though. It, it does. It you does. You talk about that concept of like dummy proof shimming. I have never seen it. Idiot VF resistant. Man, VFC tried to do that a long time ago and I don't know if their guns still have that stupid spring mm. to keep so, so, gear, so that's the thing. Yeah, I, re I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. So Crytek does that on their spur gear. Oh. Um, it is like it is in the concept of teching really, really mm -hmm. bad. But at the same time, from like their um, like commercial perspective, it it's makes cheap it, to produce. It, yeah, yeah. It it's cheap to produce. It makes it super easy to work on in the sense of like just throwing it out there and stuff like and that. I'm willing to pay a little bit more if it's like mm -hmm. shimmed. Properly so you, are you like the classic guy who shims yes. it properly and you listen to it when, when it's spin? I'll spend two to four hours shimming something. Mm -hmm. Like all my guns run smooth as butter. But the other part too is like it, it speaks a lot in terms of longevity, especially when you have like a, th uh, a three train gear system. You turn a piston and then you have a motor which actuates into it. And none of them line up perfectly, but you need to have them so there's a, one, there's enough play that they can shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then two, so they're aligned enough that when they do shift, that the gears don't offset one another. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I was working at Trigger, this, this is a kind of a cool little factoid, and not a lot of people know this, but uh, at the time, the owner of Trigger brought over someone from uh, Magic Box. Now, they produce a lot of like really good in, like aftermarket internals. And this guy had been in airsoft tech in Taiwan for like 20 years. And this guy was- I remember this, shimming. yeah. He taught me how to shim. I spent two days learning how to do that. And ever since that, I kind of changed my perspective on how to actually work, work on airsoft guns. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, that one of the most crucial parts is being able to shim it correctly. Mm. Make sure everything starts off from the be from the base. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they had, um, back then, Trigger had a lot of magic box, uh, like, mm -hmm. um, like gearbox internals. Yeah. internals uh, I, still, I still like their internals. If you can find them, man, like, they're Yeah, now they're they don't solid. They don't sell them anymore, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they, no, they kind of gone down? or? They I don't know. I don't sure know. I, I think Trigger just stopped selling them. I think Trigger mm -hmm. stopped selling them primarily because yeah. of the price. But I think they're still around, yeah. from what I heard. No, they are. Yeah. Magic box they're? still keeps around. You can still get their stuff from Taiwan, but in regards, like, to, to trigger it was more for the the user the user affordability i guess mm. especially when you're talking to somebody and, and they go i don't understand why i have to pay 25 dollars for a cylinder head it's like oh well it's cnc and it's machined properly yeah so there's not any like exactly burrs or deficiencies like that. well it comes down to the same thing like the special kits right like mm -hmm. the sappy kits from edgy and stuff like that or like the stalker series like people are going like how come i'm paying mm -hmm. you know a hundred dollars for a hop-up material unit? and manufacturing specs are very important exactly. when you're talking about working with something in a very precise manner 
generally speaking, if, if it's better to pay a little bit more to go there. You can still build cheap builds and still have them work, but you can run into compatibility issues. I can't tell you how many SHS gears I've gone through, basically, where they're <laughs> slightly different from one another, or yeah. one batch is better than the last one, or one batch sounds differently. Yeah, like it's current ridiculous. cylinder yeah. batch right now. And I'm like, I'm humming <laughs> and hawing on going to Siege Tech gears because I'm, I'm really, really curious about running those, but, I mean, it is a little bit of a bone to drop, like, $200 on a pair of gears. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, I, I agree on get that. What you pay for. Yeah, definitely. We pay to play, people. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're speaking about internals and stuff, uh, what's your uh, um, what's your take on uh, that one Korean company that came out um, um, where they're using sort of AEG stuff to simulate? Um, you could rack the bolt and everything. Um, oh, I, 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 oh, oh, my DAS? God. DS, yeah. DAS, right? DAS, yeah. yeah. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. GBLR or but something. GBLS, yeah. yeah. GBLS. Very expensive. It's very, a sweet gun. Very nice. Eight pound trigger pull. Hey, I'll just say that, I'll say this much. The trigger <laughs> is gross compared to the real one. Eight pounds. But it's a cool concept <laughs> in regards to training, but similar to PTWs, it's very niche. Yeah. Uh, personally, I would probably never buy one just because there's, there's too many factors to go wrong theoretically. Yeah. And then if it does break... You're going to pay an arm and a leg easily. Yeah, no, I get you. It's just basically you're an early adopter at that point. Parts are hard to find. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're going to be a pioneer, pre- be prepared to be standing yeah. alone for yeah. a while. No, yeah. I get you. Yeah. I get well, that. the worst part that. is that, you know, if you buy it for dry fire training and you use it, and then you're waiting, you know, months on end for it to get fixed because there aren't any... I know, just mm-hmm. dry fire with your real AR. Oh, wait, stop. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. We don't have those. <clears throat> Hi, <laughs> gas blowback guy here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you this much, man. If you want the simulation, I would go gas blowback. It's the most yep. cost-effective means to do it. Yeah, it and is. at the same time, like I'm one of those people that's going to tell you that electric blowback systems are stupid the taking your agreed. Well, yeah. and also the gas blowback um like uh engineering has kind of changed like um what a lot of people don't realize too is that like uh with Wii's new specifically we um they're uh, i think they're at like a gen 2 or gen 3 bolt system now gen 3 and, gen 3 and uh yeah. I remember when so the people, wear and tear is not. So no, much it's right. not even that. It has to do with the fact that it's not a hollow bolt. Did um, they stop using pot metal for their internals yet? They still are. They still are. That is a concern that has been brought up a lot. Yes. Their bolt has a steel core in the back instead of it being a hollow. Th- oh uh, man, that's super cool. So, so but pot metal, bro. Yeah. Like, so hey, I'm using the metal in my. So as far as I know, the Gen Three bolt for the Wii is comparable to GHK for recoil wise. I, I always find it. I always find it kind of amusing that airsofters want to emulate as much recoil as possible. I know, right? We're trying to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're trying yeah, to reduce yeah, it exactly. as much as you can <laughs> because it actually affects your ability to hit a target. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, exactly. That comes into the other thing too. It's like you know, if people want more I need recoil, to perform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> FYI, you don't want recoil. Get a really heavy machine gun. There yeah, you go. Exactly. Even then, there's still lots of recoil. A real one, I mean. Yeah. I You'll say. never be able to get one in Canada, so don't bother, but yeah. airsoft ones are pretty cool. Yeah. You, you want no recoil uh, LMG, just get a Polar Star. Oh, yeah. Since we're yeah. getting into gas blowback, um, reputable we're, company for it, we. 
Yeah, we, GHK. GHK. Yeah. Um, uh, VFC does make some Tokyo gas blowbacks. Yes, they do, but parts. Oh uh, my god. So uh, yes. this is where I was gonna say that yeah, VFC, VFK... VFC is just like H and K in the real world. You ask them for spare parts oh. or anything like that, and they tell you to screw yourself. Oh, they laugh at <laughs> okay, you. okay. So oh, you broke it. They don't break. I have to say that VFC is actually not that bad on a customer service front. Um, no, they are. They are. They're actually no. really, really good. Um, they might be a little slow just because you know they're they're time wise. And stuff like that. I, I'm gonna like tell that you thing. when I ordered something from VFC, mm-hmm. they they told me, oh, we shipped it. I'm like, cool. Can you send me like uh, a tracking number? It's like they sent me an Excel sheet with all the other customer numbers, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I don't cool. need no. to see everybody else's names <laughs> and emails oh, here. But um, yeah, no. So uh, like uh, the like uh, I'm trying to get a. Uh, Gen 4 Glock 17 fixed right now. Um, one of the housings broke on it. Um, they've been really nice and really easy to work with on it. Uh, obviously, there is a little bit of a language barrier, but um, other than that, they're very helpful and very responsive on their... Co- yeah, compared to a lot of other oh, companies yeah. that I've worked with, where I think like I'm still waiting on like two messages from other you know companies that... it's I know it's you I know, love, oh, man. COVID and stuff, but hello. Dude, I love VFC's <laughs> externals. I hate their internals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah. have the e- passion. I, I find that the we're VSC talking about platforms AG or really gas, AG. both. Oh, gas. Yeah, that too. Gas, well, I gas, hate them. I, yeah. I gas too. Just so I didn't like their gas yeah. intro- introduction because um, they tried to stray too far away from what everyone else was doing. So the compatibility well, part yeah. literally was out. It was the out window. the window. Yeah. Um, right. Especially when it came to mags, like. I, I don't know what they were thinking, but adding s- more small little parts to your magazines to do a bolt lock, you know, Excuse imitation me. is. Where'd that spring go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not even. Where's my base plate? <laughs> no, not even that, but it, well, it, it, that and also just like uh, let's make this part really, really tiny so that when I shoot the gun a hundred times, it's worn out, so now it won't lock ever. Oh, mm-hmm. we're talking about my slide? No, I'm talking about the their MP5 um, with their magazine. Oh, they man. they had this little um, slide thing. Oh, the thing. follower, the follower. And, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and if it got shaved down I think by like two or three mil just from where it wouldn't lock anymore and it, it would just fall out all the time and you wouldn't Sick. get that HK slap mm. yeah it's like lock 18s right Oh, you yeah. fire semi-auto for a certain period of time, you switch to the fun switch, and then it's permanent fun permanent switch. We actually just talked about that. Yeah, we were just talking about that <laughs> last week. Yeah. We were talking about Glocks. And why there should never be a pistol in full auto. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're suppressing them from what? <laughs> you want a full auto pistol? Got news for you. Go buy a submachine gun. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Problem solved. Yeah, get yourself an MP5K. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, like, man. But like going back to VFC, I love their externals. I think they build incredible externals. Yeah. I've had a I've had a VFC M27 before, but yeah. don't get me started on doing tech work on that thing. It was a bloody nightmare. Isn't an M27 the same as like a 416? It is the same. Mm. It has a longer barrel. It uh, has the marine markings and the uh, super cool. 416 is it still considered an AR? Technically uh, speaking, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 416 is an AR. But yeah, it's a pit. Yeah, exactly. Do you know Do you know why it's called a 416? Why? Because H and K couldn't get the licensing to call it call it an HKM4, so they <laughs> changed the name. Gotcha. Cool, that, huh? That, so that's, that's actually six. that's actually yeah. pretty cool. HK416. Oh, <laughs> fun fact: their original HK416 had polymer handguards, the whole nine yards. Oh, it really? Similar to an M4. 
Ah. But they changed it completely. Well, I was going to say that would sort of come, like, like that would make sense considering the fact that they have the G36, which, it, which has a polymer handguard, as well as some of their other platforms that also have well, polymer Well, no, it was more to emulate the, the original AR platform because it was proposed as a suggestion to replace the M4. So yeah, I mean, was, it was, it, was, it was this based off of that special weapons project yes. that they did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it right. was. Yeah. There's, there's very few pictures circulating around, mm. but there's one of a dude in a mud with an HK, HKM416. It looks <laughs> originally, really cool. But it looks yeah. like an AR-15. Mm, yeah. Which is shocking, but it, it wasn't. And mm. then they switched over to the quad rail system, which they have now, which, by the way, in the real world, weighs a metric ton. Yes. But yes. Fully loaded with a grenade cool. launcher and uh, PEC-14. <laughs> <laughs> is that the OICW? Or... <laughs> Uh, Hot garbage again. Yeah. Tell <laughs> <laughs> South Korea to stop producing those things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> well, so okay, yeah, and so with DFC, you know, that they're another company. Uh, let's let's see here, and you know, there uh, is a lot of manufacturers. There, 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 well, there's a lot of manufacturers. Way too many to list off to the point where a bunch of them white label though, right? Oh yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's, there's some, uh, yeah. some people yeah, get so definitely confused. Comes right? Well, I know EMG, EMG is that's like uh, Elite Force and BFC. Yeah, EMG yeah. does a lot of the licensing factors and stuff like that. So I guess like when you look at it, Another some of the OGs topic. are you know GMP, VFC, mm-hmm. G. Uh, um, it's funny because a lot of the original manufacturers actually are still around. Like mm. Cla- Classic Army is another one that's yeah. been around. Yeah. For they've been a, they've been a little quiet recently and stuff yeah, like they that. Changed but, their model uh, and they stopped producing. Stop producing a lot of their uh, their more unique guns, mm-hmm. which which was a huge. Uh, I, going back to when I first started airsoft, I had a classic army catalog in my classic army M M fifteen A four box, and dude, <laughs> it had G threes and everything in it, and I thought it was so cool. They oh. had MP fives, you name it. Yeah, but now, you can't get them now. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Nowadays, you can't <laughs> find half that stuff. Or if a company starts producing something new, it's like here's another M four, but well, we're going to slap actually, on uh, a bunch of different rails on it. And, Airsoft is going, hey, we'll this wait. Is you. Yeah, you well, wait, yeah. there's more. <laughs> from what I understand, though, you can actually order from them directly. Um, unfortunately, though... I'd veer away from that if I were you. Well, so the, I, I know that you can get accessories and whatnot, but I don't think you can actually get a full gun from them because no. they don't have the whole process of the Canada compliancy sticker well, that's another That's another topic, too, if you want to go on to, especially when you're talking about ordering guns in nature. Especially for all you out there who play airsoft, buy from a retailer or somebody that actually has Canada compliant. Yeah, uh, they can import it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that'll sort of save process. you a huge amount of hassle, and yeah. it saves the CBSA a huge pain in the butt of confiscating your stuff and then destroying it. So yeah. if you blow a lot of dough on something and buy it outside of the country, make sure it actually is Canada compliant beforehand. Mm-hmm. I've, I've read a lot of things on forums in regards to that, and then nowadays with the the recent gun ban actually going on in Canada for real firearms mm-hmm. it's particularly difficult when you want to get certain accessories or things for airsoft guns it's not impossible but it's important to note that that can make it a lot a lot harder at this point yeah and the yeah. time draw process it really draws exactly. it out exactly yeah. 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 exactly so buy in canada if you can to support your local canadian company i strongly recommend that 100 yeah. percent. support your local gun store yeah, I mean, airsoft store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't donate to um, the CCFR, yes. I think, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes, yeah. CCFR. You probably should if you, if you think that stuff is important. Yeah. yeah. If you like airsoft, you like the CCFR. 
Okay, it. big brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we don't need to go the way of the dodo there. So if guns in Canada, like they did with jail blasters oh, in Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, 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 we mentioned that last time. We did touch yeah. on that, but that's Ooh. really sad for anyone that's paid attention to that mm. and everything like that. They had them, and now they don't get yeah, that. Yeah, the no-fun well, police they, they, they do have them, but they're going through their own conflict right now, and unfortunately, it's... Well, they're making it, them register, and... Well, it's very sad it's a and telling what's going to happen for us because, um, you know, they, they, they seem to have gone about it as innocently as possible and then turned around against the community yeah. you know so well, the the difficult part for us especially in canada is uh airsoft guns technically speaking are unregistered firearms <laughs> or uncontrolled pardon me mm -hmm. yeah so uncontrolled they, they fall firearms. under the category yes. the same is similar to air guns in many different ways so you mm -hmm. don't need a license or anything in that regard yeah. but that also means that you should probably be a little bit more mature about how you store it or how you mm -hmm. keep it or where you play with it going back to what you guys were originally talking about touching um, on the unsanctioned yeah, games. unsanctioned fields. Don't do it's just, that. It's not a good yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, like, I mean, airsoft is the closest thing we're going to get to owning a lot of these real firearms, which we never. Hey, will. that's how Japan started airsoft. Or yeah, that's exactly. why they started yeah, airsoft exactly. because they couldn't get access to like cool guns like these guys, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah. but at this point now, it's it's become one of those things where it's 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 actually a sport in its own to its own degree, and there's a lot of innovation in it. There's a lot of love of and what goes into Airsoft. And like shout out to some of the companies out there that are constantly innovating, like Airsoft Innovations, which is a Canadian company, by the way. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, you want to keep those guys around. I mean, they're always coming up with new concepts, and it kind of makes it a little bit more fun for us when we're, you know, yeah, like a plastic at each other. Tagging, I wish we could have more of your products up here. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I, man, I, I would I know. Right I, hey, I know Everyone man, so. here <laughs> at this table is a lover of tagging. You know, just, we would more than always, I, I just want the tanger it, bangers, yeah. man. Dude, know? I can punch chalk <laughs> rounds all day, but it ain't a banger. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Actually, that's a good one for you, Dave. Um, like, uh, is airsoft a sport or a hobby? Ooh. This is a great question. I love this one. I think you gave us a really long-winded answer when, yeah. we, when we did ask that originally. But I'm going to give one that's a little bit more concise. Mm -hmm. Airsoft initially is a hobby, but it is also a sport. It is a sport in the sense that when you go to games such as Milsims or if you play Speedsoft, there's a certain degree of competitiveness that can actually be applied to it. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, it is a little bit difficult because it is an honor-based system mm -hmm. in most cases. But at the same time, you can chalk it up to a competitive level. There are guys that actually build teams, which I think is fantastic, and they go out and they compete against, against other groups, mm -hmm. or um, they play in larger crews. But I mean, in terms of like a hobby, not really in that sense, because you know nowadays we're starting to see um, what happened with paintball is the airsoft is becoming more competitive. Mm -hmm. Now there's a love-hate relationship with that, obviously. Like you get classic Milsom guys, like I'm sure, some, I'm sure most of you guys here are on that same page in that sense. We don't like that kind of stuff. I actually kind of, um, I kind of do. You know, I'm I'm not gonna go play speedsoft and run a supreme sweater by any means. <laughs> exactly. But at the yeah. same time, I see the application mm -hmm. and a lot of the concepts that they're pushing out there is really good. And I like to push that too because it gives you an edge when you're playing against other players, and that that's actually what drives me and makes it fun. So it's in between both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That was a beautiful answer. <laughs> and, See, and a bit of both. A bit exactly. of both. Who knows, with all the uh, new people coming in, because of the uh, competitiveness, uh, that might actually help fund the uh, rightful G11. 
No. You want a G11? 100%, man. Just for the memes. I mean, I would love to have it just to build a Space Force yeah. outfit and yeah. probably get a NASA suit and yeah. then just proclaim well, I'm myself. Just, I'm just saying that if I got Dennis it, it would be the best That's all I need. <laughs> because the only way you could design that is to make it like a drop-in high cap. So you literally open the top and fill it. Just and take a go. P90. You're good. Yeah, so <laughs> P90 is already a future gun. Why would you revert back to a hopper system? That's, <laughs> that was, that's so inconsistent, oh. too. All this research and development to only go backwards in time. You could just have a magazine that goes on the top like the real G11 that just feeds downwards. Yeah, like There's a no P90. issue. Yeah, like a P90. Actually, on, on Reddit, I've seen a guy who's um, going through the whole process of 3D printing a working version. And I think he built it from a oh, P90 yeah, body. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Man, that thing is so cool. Is that dude <laughs> in Hong Kong? Actually, I think he's in the States. No, there's a guy in Hong Kong that built a G11 that actually works. I think it's the stuff. States. It's the States. No, it's the States? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still no, beautiful. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. No. I would 10 what? out of 10 buy that gun. <laughs> like, I just cosplayed Dennis Rodman yeah. from yeah. Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I would do. Man, if, man, if a company can go back and start producing retro guns, oh, oh, I would love you. Oh, I see. No, I love you. I want the Star Wars GMP, if you're listening to this or anyone who works at GMP, Start producing your A1s and A2s again, for the love of God. Yeah, Enough we, we need to, we need some Vietnam flashbacks yeah. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody give me an XM117. I am so happy. You can get one from we. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, and G and G, if you're listening, you know, I just hope World War I just hope their World War II guns work for G and G. Oh, you know? I love what they're trying to do no, right now, great. where they're pushing would, it, yeah. but um. Drop the price. You drop the price, and also, uh, can you please price. let them work? Yeah. Uh, you know, I know they're trying their fancy Bluetooth uh, connectivity Look, ETUs that they're trying to do oh, right man. now, but oh man, just can you? Didn't make you have it one of those? You? Like, connected to your phone? Actually, all my air. Whoa. Yeah. This <laughs> is a, a great topic to go into. So fun fact. All of my AEGs have BTC Bluetooth respect or MOSFETs, so I can program uh, them with my phone. And another fun fact. It's a good idea to go down that route to a certain degree with FETs if you can use an app on your phone. Mm. I think it's fantastic, especially from a teching perspective. Um, if you're like me and you read milliamps, which tells you how efficient your system is working, mm. it helps a lot. BTC, I believe the other one is, who produces Leviathan again? Leviathan is a Jeftron. Jeftron, um, yeah. Jeftron's the other one that's really bloody good. Mm. Uh, Gate's pretty good, too. I'm not a huge fan of a optical plug MOSFETs. Plugging in, yeah. Yeah, and then plug-in plays are, are pretty good, too. I just hate the trigger programming that... Mm. That I mean, one is. So I'm not gonna lie, it gets annoying sometimes. Oh, dude, so these are all for version two and version three gearboxes that yeah, you're talking yeah, about. But they're starting, you know, they're starting to adapt it now into airsoft guns, and I, I see the, the like the, the appeal to it, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's a good thing that companies are actually going with FETs and starting to install it, because it's a good thing at the end of the day in terms of you saving your battery and like trigger, and it gives you a little bit more options. But G and G, on the other hand, I have dealt with some of theirs. They're not necessarily great. Mm. I like GNGs for their innovation and stuff like that, and they do build good externals and very good base guns. If you're talking about like combat machines, their top tech line is okay. Don't ever buy their blowbacks. Just yeah, just, uh, yeah. I've used yeah. a mm -hmm. bunch of them before. But other than that, like their internals, they could use a little bit more love, especially with <laughs> efficiency. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm a big fan of their gears, though. Um, the gears actually yeah, hold up really well. Exactly. Like yeah. I, I've seen damaged gears, and it took a lot to damage them. Like to get to that point. Well, GNG's top tech gears are actually extremely durable for what they are. Yeah. I just wish their gearbox casings weren't that stupid powdered zinc press. It, 
I wish it was they like, crack. I feel like oh, they, they, they break like crazy. Well, they crack. I know, like hardened, like hardened steel. No, they're not hardened. It's the same thing with Ares. They they use really cheap gearbox shells in terms of metals. So, I mean, uh, one notorious thing, especially back in the day with the old blowback system that G&G had in their top techs, everyone thought it was super cool, and then you would disable it, and you'd, like, crank the FPS up a little bit more to make your DMR. The front of the gearbox shells in their VQs would just crack, like, snap yeah. right No off. radiusing, yeah. so crack. Oh, you yeah. couldn't even radius yeah. it to save it for the life of you, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, oh, man. And and my, my big hate for it is the powder coating on it. Yeah. It makes it really annoying to install bushings and stuff yeah, because it, the surfaces are really uneven yeah, all the time. And it's, it's rough as hell, and it should be... Technically speaking, on the inside of the gearbox, it should be as smooth as possible for the parts yeah. moving. Which is why, as yeah. much as I hate to s admit it, APS made some nice gearboxes because they were really, really smooth, but... Talk about garbage specs, though. Yeah. <laughs> Back from the land of nerds over here. Uh, me and Poy are hanging out. We're, just, we're doing Yeah, fine. no, we're, we're cool. Just, we're just no, we're here for the looks. <laughs> <laughs> We knew we we already talked about this before. Have we knew that this was going to happen? This, this was going to be more of a tech review, we like, oh, tech, a tech talk. Wait, 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 you want to go get a coffee while we let them? Look <laughs> Man, you guys want to do a real tech and podcast? I'd be more than happy to go in depth about that kind of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm sure we would. Yeah, yeah. definitely be interesting yeah. to get like, I, 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 you know, I know this is kind of off topic here, kind of thing, but uh, it would be interesting for me to get yourself, uh, possibly uh, Bishop. As well as I would uh, hope, maybe I can get Dijon involved as well, and just have you guys all kind of give your exactly, yeah, yeah, mustard. yeah. Have all yeah. you guys sort of, you know, maybe in a roundtable discussion, just talking about your guys' experience and yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. Just because, yeah. No, if you guys are interested, comment down below if you guys are interested in more yeah. in-depth tech talk. Cause, yeah, because because in my opinion, those sit through that. Yeah, yeah because I think I think for for me for me and for me and Mac here, we're we're in we're in the competitive side of things as well as the Milson side, right? I love how they and say then, competitive, and then all this shit breaks, and you have to fix it. For them. Hey, and it's our hey, and then that's hey, your guys' problem. <laughs> hey, make my gun shoot. But, but you guys, hey, you guys are, the, no you guys shoot. are the true hobbyists. You guys tinker with that stuff. You hey, guys open good. it up. Actually, yeah. I, you know, boy, you're being modest. We can tinker. We just don't have the patience for it all. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's also kind of the important part too, is to be is being able to actually tinker with mm, your stuff. Because mm. if you are going to legitimately be competitive on a on a larger scale, so to speak, mm, mm -hmm. you need to be able to actually work with work your, on your things, work with exactly. your stuff. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have anything against guys that actually do teching for for a job, and then the companies out there that do build uh, fantastic gun builds. But I am going to say there are companies that do charge way too much money for tech work, and it, it's. It's frustrating because sometimes their techs are poop, <laughs> and then you'll you'll pay like X amount for something, and it poops out on you. It's hard to gauge. And yep. it's, yeah, it's because yeah, it's teching isn't free. But then again, yeah. how do you gauge that, right? Exactly. No, and I've always believed in like fair prices, so I do tech from time to time to help people out on the side. But it is not a focus of mine because I'm I'm more interested in playing at this point and producing content for mm. for people and putting it up on a website that they can reference. Yeah. I don't like retro future stuff. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> does. I like that. Exactly. I like that. Oh, man. Um, I think we've discussed the crap out of this. ARs. Mm -hmm. They're great. Well, we can definitely, I, I think in, in a future topic, we could go down like very specific, you know, like we could find. We're scratching the surface. Yeah, here. we could go down one platform from one company and just go down all the, you That's know. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It is dangerous considering the fact that there's many generations out there, many uh, versions of the same platform from different companies as well as from Hold the same on. company. It's another M4. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> 
Hey, we it's the same for AKs now. It, it is true. It is, else, true. Yeah, it is, it is true. true. Every year we're getting new AKs, and it's pretty much the same thing. Or yeah, you know, the Zenko version of it. Or you know, I'm sitting here like a really happy boy. I'm really happy for I'm so excited for when AKs turn into M4s, and we're goes, it's still an AK. It's like, no, dude, it's now an M4. Well, you haven't seen the Crytek. AK-47? Oh, it's, I have. It's, that's, oh, I have. It's an M4. Yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for the actual evolution of a person to make an AR-15 actually into an AK, you know, accept an AK-545 or 5.56 magazine. No, that's I what will, we want. Although, and, only, and I know... What are you talking about? They already have that 5.56 well, one. Well, I already they know that in the real world, and it did not get received. Well, no, AK-104. 105? Yes, the 104-105. But the 104-105 can't be separated like an M4. So that's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. That's gross. You're never going to have a Kalashnikov with a split-piece design. Give me a break. It's got a steel trunnion in the front. Hey, my <laughs> man Brandon Herrera brought the AK-50. Things are possible. Uh, you know what? He, he does have us there. It yeah. is possible. Yeah. But the question is, do it, you want to see something that ugly and that much of an abomination? Hey, yes. Anything you ever was imagined first. I agree with you. Straight up, I like hot garbage, man. I like ugly looking guns from time to time. And hey, the only man. reason why is because they're so bloody ugly. You're like, man, that's beautiful. Purpose Shovel stuff. Purpose stock built. AK, yeah, man. man. <laughs> Shovel stock AK. No, man, just buy yourself an Ames. <laughs> Ames. The Ames AK, like the Romanian style with the wire style. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> worst cheek world. <laughs> but hey, you chop that barrel down and put a drum on it, it is a great PDW mm. to jump out of a car with. Man, we're Super getting into rest. AKs now. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're slowly no, bleeding into it. See, you go from the high-speed, super ergonomic, awesome weapon systems to low-speed, cheap Hot trash. AK work everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, work ARs work everywhere, too. Yeah. That's Fun fact, if you actually take care of your yeah. rifle, Is that works. true? Yeah. I thought yeah. they did that whole test where, like, you can throw AK or AK What is it? Lee or, Lee or, or like what is it? What's his name? Uh, You're talking about the, the, the guy from Yeah, uh, yeah the, the drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they did a test on, uh, well, there's like, multiple AK tests versus... There's tons of tests out there. I've seen so many different tests. I've seen him from the Kalishnikov group. I've seen him from independent guys, so... Do you guys know why ARs still use direct gas impingement? Isn't it from, isn't more that more from the reliability? Efficiency? No. It's actually because the gas system doesn't just cycle the bolt, but it also blasts out of the chamber too, pushing debris yeah. out, which is really innovative. Eugene Stoner was ahead of his time in terms of thinking. I mean, yeah, the air has its like shortcomings in the real world in regards to like getting crap into it. But seriously, if you're breaking your rifle down in the field, you're kind of an idiot already mm -hmm. to that degree. Well, it's the ease of breaking well, that well, down so that really yeah. makes a difference between that well, the M16, like the AR platform, yeah. and the AK platform. The AK platform wasn't built to be like field work Well, on, the AK's right? got was, a lot of loose hanging it, It's easy to field strip an no, AK. It's easy, but, it's, but, it's, it's it, but it's not It's not meant to be like, like to, to, to uh, how do I say this? Um... So okay, so like broken down and maintained as quickly. Well, yeah, the things that I've like read and watched and learned and everything like that is an AK is 
it, it is battlefield salvaged, right? So that is how you fix an AK on the battlefield, whereas an M4... I don't know, that's kind of controversial, because you can say the same thing yeah, about an M16. It's for, a for an M4, to you just kind of just split it up into M16, two pieces right? like that, right? But then, then, you know, the nice thing about them is, especially... especially right, but then your bolt yeah. assembly comes out in one piece, your upper and your lower are yeah, two coming, separate coming pieces. Coming from a real like, perspective on this one and having to actually clean these things, and when you have to do it in the field... AR-15s are actually pretty easy to handle in that sense. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this is what I've heard compared to an AK. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, the AK, arguably speaking, is it's a conscript rifle is what it's originally designed for, so it's meant for simple to use. Mm -hmm. And for ease of maintenance, like, all you really had to do was pull off the dust cover, pull out the, uh, pardon me, the return spring along with the bolt, and then just clean it very easily in all your working systems there. AR-15s are very much in the same pattern in the same sense. But, I don't know, I mean, I, I still find them incredibly easy to work on mm -hmm. and very easy to put back together very quickly well one thing's for sure maybe that's because i've been issued them and AKs can shoot a lot more rounds through them in a short amount of time versus an m4 fun fact if you if it's a colt canada c7 you can shoot more because they're cold forge hammered barrels Mm -hmm. this is true this is true this is true we're oh. talking real okay. real yeah. steel now yeah. yeah yeah gotcha definitely yeah, well, not the G and G C seven. Good luck. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't want us to keep dragging this on because <laughs> I know we keep, we keep going back so, and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As far oh, as yeah. like, okay. as far as like everyone's uses here, um, hack, M four or like AR or are you do you go with another platform? So, because I've I, I've tried out so many of, of the different airsoft platforms, you know, it's like if I had to like come down to it. Yeah, I would choose an M4 just because it's easy to use. Um, it has a lot less parts that can go wrong per se, you know, um, compared to some of the other uh, platforms out there. It's also, in the airsoft sense, the most widely uh, used uh, platform out there, as well as the most ergonomic. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so. You know, you gotcha. So you're, not, that, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're in the AR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, in, I'm into the ARs. Yeah. Uh, Mac. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, my pickup and play weapon for, or uh, yeah, my pickup and play toy right now. If I when when I get a chance to play, uh, is my uh, attack built it. It's my Mark 18. So you know, it's an M4. I love it. Um, my other platforms that I have that I am getting ready right now is just like you were talking about mm -hmm. schoolboy is my GMP C8. Oh so, yeah, baby. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm building that right now to be my uh, my next Milsom gun because I am trying to work on my uh, my calf impression for that. So um, that's that. And then um, I think we have like five other guns and they're all M4s, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> Except for my World War II, yeah. II gun. I love, I love yeah. how we call them, we all call them M4s, but they're actually AR-15s. AR-15s, yeah. Slightly different. I know, exactly. But we all refer to them as it's M4s. Here. Let me go get my 416. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Most, most of them are like the AR platforms, like... Was it the only other oddity that I have is my G36. Actually, <laughs> like, that, that's, my, that's my AR-15, like platform yeah. right there so that's i like that look right there mm. oh man look at that oh, he's got man, the beautiful c79 nice. elkan oh, on it yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful mm. too bad it doesn't have the legit radioactive tritium inside no. it. Uh, more like thank god <laughs> no that stuff's awesome here, here give it to me you're talking about a guy that runs sites with tritium <laughs> um david what's your take on this are, are you you're, you're, of course, He's an air guy. Yeah, it's pretty, it's you're, you're locked in here. Locked you're in you're locked AR, in for the 25-year yeah. AR. for 500. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to – I can brag on AKs all, all day. I actually do like them for what they are. Yep. But 
for simplicity's sake. I like AKA's bare bones. Have you ever owned one? Yes, I have. Okay. I've owned three. Okay. Uh, I built a, a custom LCT one with a folder stock and a shortened barrel, like uh, the Pakistani police Ooh, style. Nice. I nice deeply idea. regret selling it because so it was So you ran super an op for kit. Wow. Yes. Okay. And, I, and I, really I, actually, I actually do like Kalashnikovs quite a bit too. The only thing I don't like about AKs is when guys start putting brails and all the accessories on it, AKs weigh about as much as a machine gun. And I think it's exactly. stupid. For oh yeah. They get really heavy when you start adding those attachments. He, he yeah. is not wrong. I just worked on a Zeneco um, modified AK right? and that mm -hmm. thing is front end heavy. It's a I, I agree right? with you. Yeah, I like cool. I like the mm -hmm. I like the classic AK look. Seventy four like you know, AKM. The, yeah. the idea yeah. that AKM sweet. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, referencing him like picking up off the ground on like in a battlefield. I, I think that's kind of cool and like customized like modern AKs with a little bit of like flair to him and optics. Like I really like what the Soyet Mikel back in Israel did with uh, their Kalashnikovs. Mm -hmm. And I mean they're still lightweight. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <for an AK. laughs> I was gonna say like, really though? Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's a bit of a hard. Like, a hard who's push carrying right there. it, right? <laughs> like, but yeah, man, like I'm, I'm still always gonna like draw back to AR-15s or AR platforms, just in general. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're superior in a lot of different ways. But if you're talking like user, usability, like ergonomics, they just they hands down like they win. Yeah, and they're that prolific yeah. for a reason, right? Like there are so many AR-15 variants that have oh, come yeah. out now, real steel, airsoft, whatever. And like between that and an AK, those are the mm -hmm. top two rifles that have been created. It's hard to compete world, with them, right? too. Exactly, yeah. It's partly the numbers, but it's also just the manufacturing of them and how they're mm -hmm. how they're produced. Or Ease of access to do, and right? stuff, yeah. I mean, yeah. the other one that I would love to see, which we don't see in airsoft, is an AR-18. Which is like an AR-15, slightly updated. It got brushed under the rug in the real world, mm -hmm. uh, but it was a really cool gun that Eugene Stoner like prompted up with, basically. Okay. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, I mean, I guess that pretty much ends M4s. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll end well, it with Well, I mean, you know, you know where my position is for <laughs> Oh, yeah, we know. Yep. We know Mr. Uh, primary what's doesn't transition to <laughs> what's secondary. What's a sling? Yeah. I mean, Who yeah. Who transitions to secondaries? What is this hot trash? <laughs> <laughs> the only secondary I transition to I mean, is a 2 I mean, for me, for me, it's, it's basically the standard M4, like yeah. AR-15 for me or M4. And um, that's a gas I'm, I'm, gun. It's I'm a, a gas gun. gun. Yeah. Wait, is it a WE? Yeah, it's a WE. Okay, it's another WE. Yeah, it's another WE. Oh, hey, look, it's one that actually works. <laughs> Damn, here I thought that was an EEG. Damn, no, son. No, um, actually, like to 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 not knock on the AK, I prefer, um, if I'm using AEGs, I prefer using the AK AEGs. Yeah, they're actually pretty damn good yeah. for the weapon. So my, LC, my two mm -hmm. LCTs, like, I love them to death, and I haven't opened a gearbox at all, and they, 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 they've been shooting great yep. out of the box. FYI, LCT, if you buy one of, the, one of their AKs, even their M4s in AR-15 platforms, they do make them, they are good. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. And their yeah. price is actually great. So price and quality wise, <sighs> LCT is, is one of those is very few companies that is actually doing it right in that regard. They they don't really like push the bounds too much, but they keep things simple, and it's just rugged. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. I yeah. think we've pretty much covered AR. We dabbled into a lot of tech work from you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, appreciate all your input, uh, David. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and where can we find you? 
Uh, you can find me on my Instagram account, which yep. is Schoolboy Airsoft, or my website, schoolboyairsoft.com. And my Facebook, Schoolboy Schoolboy Airsoft. Airsoft. <laughs> Probably enough, it's very simple. Just <laughs> <laughs> Schoolboy Airsoft. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to the guys that named you, coat, uh, like gave you that name a long time ago, yeah, man, and you've just stuck with it. You're done. It's like, it's like glue. It was 10 years ago that you needed to change. It's too yeah, late. now you're not in school. You're not school anymore. No, man, so. I'm, a, I'm a mature adult, and I'm not in school anymore, but I still get called schoolboy. I was just going to say, like, what would would we say college college yeah, boy college boy or employed boy employed boy i tried changing it to gucci at one point gucci no. boy gucci boy <laughs> <laughs> no, it because i ran multicam but it never worked people kept, it kept calling me schoolboy. Um, and i mean it's it's weird and when you go like outside of the airsoft world and someone comes and goes oh hey schoolboy," and you're like <gasps> and the little pucker factor goes up a little yeah, bit more yeah, who are you <laughs> oh my gosh. I okay. didn't know my well, real name. Basically, for anyone that has made it to the end of the podcast, thank you. And again, yeah, real big thank you to David Krenzi here for coming out. And uh, More than happy to come out on this cold night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank if you. guys you, have any specific questions, you guys are more than welcome to drop them in the comments. Yep. He, I'm sure you'll come in our YouTube channel and, and ask some of those, or like answer, answer some, some of, of those questions. questions. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact. I don't have a YouTube account. Oh, <laughs> well, then have fun. I know. I love watching YouTube, but I don't actually have an account. Oh, he's one of those unsubscribe uh, viewers. Uh, uh, there's 30% of, of you guys out there. <laughs> so the that's about 30 viewers that are not subscribed. <laughs> if you're not subscribed, subscribe now. I'm maintaining like three different social media systems. Oh, so. God, throw another platform on yeah. there. I, know. Uh, I don't blame yeah. you. And then all the tracking mechanics that come with it. I don't know, man. I had people suggesting I should do YouTube videos, and I'm, I'm still like on the phone. No, you're still the blog guy? Um, yeah. I mean, blogs I mean, are not dead you, yet. You can do YouTube. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, but it's the production time that it actually requires to take it. And I, would I mean, you've got some worthy someone. content for people to really check out and stuff like that. You've got a lot Love of insight and knowledge, you know? Like, yeah, like it's hard, especially for the <laughs> I think, newer generation. I think generation. people process it differently. Words just kind of process well, that everybody's the generation, sense. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're the type to click on a video and sit through and it's listen to a video or watch a video. Oh, you know? FYI, right? my, my uh, pardon me, my website is also like, Image intense. I like very. Yeah, well, it's yeah. very old pictures. school, and I'm not gonna pictures lie. I, a lot, a lot of teching does that. require just image intense. The pictures yeah. are awesome. Yeah, like enhance. Enhance. You see this part? Enhance. enhance. I should yeah. do more of that. I love, <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. Get that Demaco D in there. Yeah. Enhance. <laughs> it's like CSI. It's, it's super advanced technology. Enhance. Using Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know, it does not work like that All right. whatsoever. All right, let's close this off, guys. Yeah. Um, thank you again for watching. Thank you again, Dave, yeah, David, for coming by. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, drop any comments down below if you guys want any suggestions or anything that we should do for our next podcast. Mm -hmm. um, also, leave a comment on anything that we missed out or you guys think that we missed out. I don't know. Basically, that's about it, guys. Yep. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah, that was episode listening. 20. We've been here. We're freezing our butts off. You guys are going to watch this in the warmth of your car or in your house. Who watches it in the warmth of their car? This is a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You said watch. You know what? Thank you for catching that. And <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen in their listen, car. Linda. I'm that cold, guys. Okay. I'm All right. <laughs> well, guys, I'm Jack. I'm Mac. <laughs> no, I'm Poi. And we got... And I'm Schoolboy. <laughs> All right. And that is it. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Goodbye. Bye-bye.